My name's Angelo, and welcome to We Want Picks. Jacob and I are going to break down the entire UFC Vegas 83 fight card, giving you our picks, our predictions, our bets, and our DraftKings plays. This card's a little bit plagued. Two days ago, there was only 10 fights. Yesterday, there was 12, and now we're down to 11 fights. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to break down the whole thing. But before we break down this fight card... Yeah, before we... Um... Here we go. New hoodie, huh? No. I think it looks like a new hoodie. A little, little crisp hoodie. What is that? Uh, I mean, that looks like it's a fucking blanket, I'll be honest with you. It's You're massive. Swimming in it's that. comfortable. Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So how oh. big is that? Can, uh, can you pull out the tag real quick? It's at least a 4XL. For, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> if it's this, it's Jeez. at least a 4XL if it's big on oh, me. Oh, my God. God. No, I wear an extra large. This is an extra large. This is big. Okay, shut up. I bet you do. We're giving away $1,000. Can we tell the people about the $1,000 giveaway? One, a comma, and then three zeros. And this is U.S. dollars. Not that Canadian money you people play with that's worth a lot less. This is U.S. dollars. And the only thing you need to do to enter this contest is click the subscribe button twice and then leave a comment. That's it. That's it. Actually, let me fix this. I had the same issue the other day. Comment on the giveaway video. Boom, boom, pow. I mean, I've got that boom, boom, pow. But that's it. We are giving away a thousand dollars. Boom, boom, boom. All right, let me do it. Let's stop, stop. Boom, 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 boom. This is why people say you're annoying. Not me, though. I would never say that. It's, it's the I, other I people. I think all this stuff that you're reading is a little bit annoying, but. Yeah, no, thousand dollar giveaways are real annoying. The only thing you need to do to get the $1,000 is like, no, subscribe to the We Want Picks YouTube channel, subscribe to the Picks Nation YouTube channel, and leave a comment on the giveaway video. The links to do all of that are below. And as long as we hit 20,000 on the We Want Picks channel, which we might do by this weekend, as long as we hit 10,000 on the Picks Nation channel, which that's going to take a couple of weeks, but we will get there. Then we're going to give you $500 if you happen to be a premium member. And there's almost 3,000 of you. If you happen to be a premium member, we will give you $1,000. It is 100% free to enter. Wow. You click two buttons. You leave a comment. It takes all of 30 seconds. Do all the things. And we'll give you the money. But premium membership is far more than just an extra $500 on a giveaway. Tell me. What is it? Well, we're going to give you our picks, wow. our bets, mm. our insight. We're going to mm. give you tools and mm. information. I'm going to emphasize the tools here because any moron can go to a Patreon, click Make Patreon, and then list a couple of bets every week. Anybody can do that. And the problem is if that person has a bad week, what'd you get for your money? Nothing. Nothing. But once you, once you start offering tools insight and information people now have everything they have full complete package you want to tell and that's not a new tail? hoodie no i've actually had this for a very long time i thought that you maybe your mom streams. and stepdad brought that for you no they are here they did not bring this my actually my mom did buy this for me but it was probably last year and then i didn't have it forever because jay came over and then took oh it that's why so she bought it for you last year knowing the rate at which you are going, this <laughs> this thing's going to be nice and snug right before it wears out. And he's got to get a new one. You and said then, I was swimming in it. I know. That's what I'm saying. She's preparing for, I mean, oh, we're headed for this trend. You. So she's like, ah, you know, she's uh -huh. looking at Do I get the 2X? I better get that 4X. Okay. Got it. Anyway, 
We're going to give you far more than just a couple of picks and bets. We're going to give you tools, insight, information, all of that. It's only $10 a month to become a premium member. Go to wewantpicks.com, click become a member at the top. One of the tools is the line movement tracker, opening odds, current odds, win probability, and line movement for every single fight. This card has had two people flip from a dog to a favorite. You're also going to get detailed data, metrics, and analytics. This is a 38-column spreadsheet loaded with FanDuel information, DraftKings information, biometrics, striking stats, grappling stats, last five record odds, all of that information is available to you, 38 columns, and then we take those 38 columns, we slice and dice them so you can interact with it, you can sort, and you can really dig in. We're gonna give you the best DraftKings ownership projections oh in the game. That, that, that's yeah the fact that you're annoyed with how long this is tells you how much is included in premium membership that's the point <sighs> nice one that was that's a good little point. sales tactic there there you go yeah, you, no sell problem. me this pen <laughs> you don't need a pen computers exist and on that computer you can access our website and get the best DraftKings ownership projections in the game those ownership projections will be preloaded into our optimizer. This builds lineups for you. We have over $400,000 in registered DraftKings fantasy winnings from premium members alone. They all have this access, these tools, this insight, this information. It's only $10 a month. We want picks.com. Click become a member at the top. That is the stupid face in like 80% of your pictures. That's the, the douche equivalent of the duck face. That's it. It's just a little smirk, man. It's I don't like smirk. to, if I, uh, the it's issue punchable. is, I mean, it's literally the, the issue is this, is I do like, like this, like a little smirk or a little whatever, because, you know, I mean, you know how good a look I am already, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, if I, yeah. I'm already just incredibly good looking. The issue is, all right, Too I have to yeah. do just the smirk because if I smile like this, now the teeth are out. And once the teeth come out, I mean, there's just, I, I, my Instagram has been locked so many times because I get so many DMs. I posted one picture All right, we're of done. me I, smiling we one time, and it's like just boom. It's like thousands of messages, so I got to keep the teeth. This is a special thing for the stream for my teeth to be out. So, Listen, the teeth are fantastic, and money can buy anything. Your parents, and for you to pretend that you bought those teeth is wild. Your parents bought you incredible fake teeth and congratulations on that and well done three years of you'll, uh three you'll be years able of to braces three years you'll be of able braces to two years eat of an apple gear. when you're 90 with your plastic three years teeth. Congratulations. of uh, three years of braces two years of headgear had to wear it to school i went through fucking hell for these teeth so mm -hmm. i keep them nice and hot i just pitched premium greatest premium in the space period end of story but for free you can just follow our socials and join the discord discord is 100 free and we have the sharpest community in the world. That is an objective fact. And finally, oh god, if you want to send us something, we will open Me it too. on the fight. We will open it on the fight foods vlog. This is the address. Last time somebody sent us some hot sauce, it was a disaster. Don't send hot sauce, but send whatever you want. We'll open it on the vlog. We'll read your letters. We'll do all the things. Here is that address. I'm ready to break down this card. Are you ready to break down this card, Jacob? At this point, I'm not sure. I was ready, and then we were late, and then you were a little monotone. On I didn't, I didn't feel the energy in in the pitch that I normally feel. You know, I think you're a little bit, uh, a little bit, you know, feeling weird because there's other people in the room. Nobody's in the room. Well, I mean, down the hall. I mean, they're you know they're listening and they're like, oh. 
sending the this video sending the friends and stuff. Is this is yeah. what he does in there? Jesus. <sighs> Jesus. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and break down this card. Opening up the UFC Vegas 83, formerly the UFC Shanghai card, we have uh, Rayan Dos Santos taking on Toledo Allen Carr. I did that in the Quick Picks video. I don't know why I am not capable of saying Toledo. I say Toledo. It doesn't it sound like a ghetto southern name? Toledo, get in here. Them dogs got out again. To nothing. I don't want to. That be doesn't annoying. sound like some backwoods redneck name. I've decided today I and tonight yeah. <laughs> I am not going to be. No interruptions. No outbursts. Wow. Not annoying Jacob. I think we uh, we will all be happy to take that. We got Rayan Santos, 14-6. and six. Look at the record discrepancy between these two women. Santos has an incredible body of work. 20 fights, five <laughs> times the amount of fights that Talita has. And Rayan Santos, also known as Rayan Amanda, your sports book's going to have her listed a few different ways, is an aggressive grappler. She's fluid. She's busy. She has good striking as well. She's incredibly light on her feet, constant movement and activity. She doesn't get overly aggressive with her wrestling, but she can get it to the ground, and she's got a great balance of ground and pound as well as position control and submission. So she doesn't just get to the ground, get all crazy and loose and slide off. She gets to the ground. She'll look for control. She'll pound away. If she has a move, she'll take a move. If there's a submission there, then she'll grab it, but she's not going to force anything. What I do love most about her and her fighting style is her takedown defense. It is very solid. She will stuff the head. She will sprawl. She'll turn her hips in. She'll do everything she's supposed to do. She defends takedowns very, very well. And she's going to need. Why do you keep looking at me? I'm not. Oh, it looks like, because I'm over on your left side. It looks like you were like, kept oh. looking at me. Like, I think no I'm looking he, at. He laughs. I'm not looking long. at you. No, I don't care. I, I'm not looking at. If I'm looking this way, it's to see if I feel like I'm not centered in the camera, but whatever. Um, she's going to need that takedown defense because she's taking on Talita Alencar, who's just a nasty grappler. That 4-0 record is her MMA record. Her actual jujitsu record, Jacob and I talked about this earlier on the phone, she's got every championship you could ever imagine. All the world championships, all the national championships. She's got all IBJJF world champion, 2017. IBJJF world no-gi champion, 2016, 17, 2001. IBJJF Pan Am or Pan No Gi Champion 2019 European Open No Gi Champion 2019 Pan American Champion 2017 Grand Slam Champion Abu Dhabi 2017 Grand Slam Champion Rio 2018 Abu Dhabi World Pro Champion 2017 IBJJF World Championship 2018 IBJJF Pan Am World Championship 2018 IBJJF European Open 2020 IBJJF American National 2016 UAEJJF Grand are Slam still, London 2020 UAEJJF Grand Slam, Rio 2019, IBJJF, American National Champion 2016, UAEJJF, right, Abu Dhabi, World Pro 2018, IBJJF, Pan Nogi Championship 2019. Those are all her black Guys, belts. remember titles. two minutes ago? Remember two minutes Sorry ago? Sorry for, I mean, I'm giving information. Okay. Um, nasty grappler is what summarizes that. And she wants to come forward. She needs to get it to the ground and she needs to work. <laughs> her striking is not very, very good. What are you laughing at? Uh, that comment that you timed out. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I, you're not going to come in here on my stream and say shit like that. Like, you want to be sarcastic? Sure. I like you're going to say, you, you're going to call me a fat alcoholic? Gone. Every 10 out of 10 times. Straight up gone. No telling the truth on this stream. 
<laughs> this is not, it's not, this is, people confuse this with a democracy. It, it is not. I know that better than this anyone. This is a dictatorship. <laughs> Sit down, boy. Sit. I know uh, that better than anyone. Down, boy. Anyway, we're like way out of, out of control here. Well, it's not my Talita's, fault because I told you I'm not interrupting. That wasn't an interruption. Talita Alencar, very good grappler. She needs to come forward. She needs to get it to the ground. Her takedowns are not great. She went four for 24 on the contender series in takedown attempts. They're not very good. But well, she's very powerful. When she gets it to the ground, you're in real trouble. Even if she's not going to submit you, she has incredible control. You're not going to be able to get up. She's probably the best, at least the most accomplished grappler in this weight class. More accomplished than Mackenzie Dern. I still think Ryan Dos Santos is going to win. She is the favorite. Uh, I'm surprised it's not closer to a pick -em. Yes, she's got wild experience levels, but she is a grappler, and she's not the better grappler in this matchup. The only reason I do think she wins, though, is I was pretty high on her takedown defense. I think that is a difference. I think Talita going four for 24 in her last fight against somebody who doesn't have as good a takedown defense as Ryan Dos Santos does is going to be a problem. I think Ryan's going to stuff the head, sprawl, do all the things, win the striking exchanges, make Talita look a little desperate with the grappling exchanges, and win a decision here. But Talita's very dangerous. Dos Santos is the pick, but I'm going to keep my money. Jacob Boy, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going Talita in this matchup because I think eventually it will go to the ground. I, I don't think I, I know Rayan's got decent takedown defense. That's takedown defense against 105 pound women. She's a former Adam Wade. And she's a, she's gonna be taller in this matchup. But as far as like a full figured woman and thickness, please full for the love of God, <laughs> for, please for the love of God, Google. And do whatever you need to do to look at Talita and the way that she is built. She is a big, strong, physical girl. So when these 105-pound girls that are really kind of just jujitsu people trying to take her down, yeah, she I agree. She stuffs the head. She knows she's doing. She'll even do like a little wizard kick. I mean, she will do a. I mean, she looks strong in those positions. But against Talita, it's going to look a little bit different. She can't even let Talita get close. And there is a, a world where she does use her length, use her striking, because she knows what she's doing in the striking, and just kind of jabs Talita and keeps her at range and never really lets her get close. But Talita, the way that she fights, she really is kind of a bulldozer in there. She will take shots. She will throw heavy to get in the clinch positions. And I believe that if she gets her hands on Rayan, her takedown offense is not going to hold up because it's just going to be a physicality issue. I think she's probably got the technique, but sometimes the bigger, stronger person just takes you down. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Like, February 9th, me and you, if I get you against the whatever, I'm going to take you down. There's nothing that you're going to be able to stop me from taking you down, Angelo, because I'm the bigger, physical, stronger guy. So I think Talita's going to get in a position where there's a clinch position, and she's going to out-physical this girl. And as you mentioned, when she gets on top, it is really, really good top pressure, really good top control, and she can keep those positions. Whether she does it in the first round, maybe does a little bit too much, tries to chase a finish, and maybe gasses, there is that possibility. But I think that this fight goes to the ground, and I got to go with the, the more established uh, ground fighter in this matchup, and that is going to be Toledo. So um, I just think it comes down to physicality. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. I'm not going to go out here and die for Ryan Amanda. But I do think that uh, takedown defense is what's really going to matter here. And I think uh, Talita is going to get more and more desperate as that fight goes on. We are split here. Jacob, far more confident than I am. He actually has some bets on it. You I like the value. Those out. I mean, if, if it goes to the ground, I mean, you agree, Talita's. Wait, I know, I know Rayanne is a, yeah. it's a black belt as well, but, I mean, this is one of those, like, there's no, levels, there's levels. To, uh, 
sure. and stuff. And she's, I mean, she's just so strong, man. She's just built. Like, I'm looking at pictures right now. I bet you are. And it is like, um, you know. Yeah, I bet you are. $8,300 in DraftKings for Dos Santos. I think that's a fade 10 out of 10 times. She's not going to knock her out on her feet. She's not going to get a whole bunch of takedowns because she's not going to want to be on the ground. So she's not going to be worth that $8,300 even with a decision win. But $7,900 for Talita, while I'm not on that side, if you think she wins, that DraftKings price point is pretty appealing. I know you have some bets on her in your uh, premium page there, but... You're going to throw in your DraftKings lineup as well for 7,900 schmackaloos? I think it could be interesting value. Awesome. I think she's at a, I think she's at MMA Masters, too. I could be wrong on that, but I think she's with Colby, at, which is a pretty decent gym, especially for, like, a grappling gym. They got um, Colby and uh, Themba and... Uh... <laughs> I can picture the other one, but I can't. Nice. I'm no, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, no, that person. place is... No, that oh, they got, uh, they got a... Uh, uh, Nate Laneware, no. and they have. Um, oh. I know those are all pretty good grapplers. If you want to check out Jacob's bets for this fight, we want picks.com. Click become a member. It's only $10 a month. And listen, you made that little crack when I get you to the ground. We, Jacob and I, are fighting on February 9th. It is happening. What we're sorting out now, I'm trying to spare Jacob, and I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm trying to spare. Oh, they have Ilya. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm trying to spare Ilya Taporia. Yeah. No, they don't. I'm well, trying to spare. Well, he's listed right here, right in between Colby and uh, Nate. Right right with him. So I'm going to need to see some training footage. Is that, That's not who walked him out in his last fight. Anyway, Jacob and I are fighting February 9th. What we're sorting out is just how big it's going to be. Is it going to be like in my garage? I'll get some mats. We'll do it like that. Or am I calling the gym up the street to say, hey, this is what we're looking to do. Can we film here? And then I have to beat his ass on camera. And I said, Priscilla? dude, we don't, need, I said, we don't need to fight, fight. And he was like, no, let's fight. And then he, oh, and then he screenshot Beza. that. That's what I was thinking of, Miguel Beza. And then he screenshot that and tweeted that like I was trying to back out. I'm trying to do him a favor. Like literally trying to do him a favor. But he wants to keep running his mouth and keep doing that thing. I'm happy to do whatever. I'm happy to do whatever. There's not a weight limit, Reckon. I'm going to be much larger, heavier, slower. But you'll be, also... You'll be over 100 pounds heavier than me. No, I won't. Yeah, you will. I'm going to be weigh 165 one, pounds, you lose. I'm going to be 180 pounds. I'm going to be probably 180 pounds. And I guarantee you, you'll, you'll go, you're going to scale right now. It's 295. Okay. That's just an incorrect statement. <laughs> Anybody who wants to believe is bullshit. Very easy. Uh, I weighed myself. The, on the saddest part for you. The saddest part oh, for here's, you the is going to be deflection. Deflection. I just said I don't weigh that. Go watch a fight foods vlog. It's very simple. The saddest part for you <laughs> is going to be when people actually see this and they're going to be like, oh. Like I, I could wrap my whole hand like your wrist. Athlete, dude. You have tiny wrists, a tiny baby a neck, no athlete. discernible, no discernible at, skills so whatsoever. It's oh, you go to the gym. Congratulations. What does that get you? Other you're than that, canteen, you can choke this out. You are five six. You gonna choke this out? It's a sad, sad day. Let's continue this. Next up. In a surprisingly early slot on this fight card, we have Tatsuro Tyra taking on Carlos Hernandez. I don't know why he's the second fight of the night. He's always early this on is, the cards. They always do well, that. Well, 
I understand when it's like a weird time or like local to a certain, uh, you know, region, but this is like the second fight on a fight night card. And I am, I would assume that UFC wants to, the dude's undefeated and coming from a market that they want to expand. Like, how is he not somebody they're pushing the hell out of? But anyway, Tatsuro Tyra, undefeated, 14 and 0. He's looking for his fifth. UFC win. He's taking on Carlos Hernandez, 9-2 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He's coming off that win over Dennis Bondar. And I mentioned Tatsuro Tyra is still undefeated. Obviously, he's 14-0. He's one of the better flyweight prospects you can find. He's only 23 years old. I'm going to say he continues to improve, although his last performance wasn't outstanding. He's a pretty patient striker. He's got okay power in his hands. Very good grappler, though. He wants to come forward, get it to the ground, and then from there, he's got some slick submissions, some good controls. Takedowns aren't amazing, but he can drag you to the ground. He's coming off that win, but it was a dicey one, that win over a short-notice Edgar Chavez, where he was in some trouble more than one time. He's taking on Carlos Hernandez. While he's not undefeated, he's still very good. And he's a very dangerous guy. He's also a grappler. Striking's just okay. Striking-wise, he's got good accuracy and pretty deceiving power. He's not technically sound, but he's got a good jab and a straight right that's right behind it. He's another one of these guys, a BJJ, like high-level slick BJJ. Terrible wrestling. Doesn't have the ability to get it to the ground. He's going to take shots. They're usually stuffed, and then he's just sort of hanging out in the upper body, holding you against the cage throwing up Hail Mary submissions like a flying triangle. He is coming off that win over Dennis Bondar where he controlled the striking, but he only went through two for seven on takedowns. Tatsuro Tyra is minus 500. And I actually, normally I say, oh, it's pretty bright, it's pretty wide. I don't think that's wide here. I think Tatsuro Tyra should be able to get the takedowns whenever he wants to, control on the ground. Uh, I don't know if he's going to submit Carlos Hernandez, but we know Tatsuro has 15 minutes of just full-blown grappling cardio, and that'll be there. So Tatsuro Tyra's going to win. I'm pretty confident in him to win. I think he's safe to parlay. Minus 500 seems crazy, but you throw him in there with a minus 200, and all of a sudden you have some decent odds. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Uh, yeah, so last week I, I told you guys that, that minus 400, minus 500, whatever that it was for uh, the Bellator guy, was wide, right? I, I sat here and said that's a 50-50 fight. Ehor's going to be the faster guy, and he basically won that fight. I can't believe they didn't stop that fight. I also told you about Cody Brundage, right? I, I told you that Zach Reese was not the real deal, that that was a, a close fight, and Cody Brundage was going to be the more aggressive guy in the first round. And <laughs> We saw what happened there. Me and Cody Brundage are actually, I'm probably better friends with Br Cody at this point than me and you. Um, I think we've really kind of grown awesome. apart. Yeah. Um, he follows me now on, on Twitter and Instagram. We've been chatting wow. up, having a great old time, but... This is another one of those situations. The reason I allude to that is this is another one of those situations. The, the issue is, or the difference is, I should say, those last two ones that I picked was because the Bellator guy and Zach Reese, I didn't think were really top-level guys. So the odds kind of close and collapse on themselves when the, when the big favor is not really that good. I understand Tatsura is a good fighter, right? So it's not the same comparison I'm trying to make. Oh, Zach Reese sucked. Tatsuro sucks. That's why I'm picking Carlos. I understand that Tatsuro is a is a very high-level dude, especially a very high-level grappler. The issue is, when I watch him fight, and as he's kind of moving up slowly through the rankings, because they're being nice and easy with him, right? I think they see it too, that he is can do what he can do, but some stuff he can't really do, and some stuff that he can't do is really kind of be that physical type of guy. When I watch him fight, he's a very clean guy. His takedowns are clean. His grappling is clean. And he can get nasty when he's on top with elbows and stuff. I'm not saying he's like complete pussy, but everything he does is kind of really, really clean. 
you haven't really seen somebody kind of stop that from happening. You haven't really seen somebody come in and really kind of almost outdog him. And Carlos Hernandez, to his point, is an absolute pit bull. And I know a lot of people are going to go to the Nascimento fight, right? Oh, Nascimento easily submit him. Tatsuro can easily submit him. Nascimento's a huge dude. And Nascimento is not a clean grappler. He is a physical guy. I mean, he just got the back of Carlos, just drug him to the ground, and just choked him out. Tatsuro is a little bit clean. And when he starts missing takedowns, because Carlos is a guy, when he does get taken down, because he probably is going to get taken down, he is not rolling to his back. He is not pulling guillotines. He is getting to his knees. He is getting to the fence, and he is getting back to his feet. And this is going to be the first time we're going to see Tatsuro really have to work and chain wrestle and work to keep control of this fight. And we're going to see some situations where he's not going to get the takedowns. Carlos is the better striker in this matchup. I think his boxing is going to look very clean. And I think Tatsuro is in trouble in this matchup. I, I think that he's going to struggle with the takedowns. Not really going to have a backup plan. Start the gas and Carlos is going to be all over him. I am picking Carlos in the upset of the century. Yeah, it's really kind of creepy. I mean, that's a problem. I, what's my mother doing? Like, what what I bring her here? For? <laughs> oh yeah, the, uh, the 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 adults in the other room. Yeah. Go get Nana. Go get Nana in the guest room. Go. Go. Why? I'm streaming. We're at work here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go get in your rooms now. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go. They don't care about anything. This is unbelievable. Get out of here. Anything. Go on, get. <laughs> uh, listen, I don't agree with uh, 80% of what you said at all. Because, frankly, you said nobody's dog Tatsuro Tyra. Nobody, Edgar Chavez did. Edgar Chavez dropped him. And, and Tatsuro like Tyra survived. Edgar Chavez yeah, had him in a wild guillotine. I'm talking about in the grappling. Okay. He literally he had Tatsuro. Okay. And they were tight and they were there. They were not Edgar tight. Charles the very was, last one was okay. tight. And he's right. The oh, other ones were so not one tight them, at all. So one of them was tight. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. The very like, tight, the last 10 seconds so of the fight. Them, yeah. It was oh, a tight. You so go, congratulations. It was dog. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. So let's all be insanely clear. Jacob oh, picked this, and just so Carlos we're no, just so we're insanely clear. Jacob is picking Carlos Hernandez right. to win. So when he gets smoked, remind so, Jacob. No, that this he's is a just pent up anger from the Zacharys fight that you still. I mean, I sat here and told you that he was a fraud, and you convinced everyone that he was. And wasn't. you're doing the same now. Hey, here good we go. luck. Good luck. Hey, <laughs> I don't need luck. Now. I do good the luck. research. There's no luck with this. I no, put in the time. Been, I do the research. I hope you get it. You could be the smartest man alive, or. Just be the idiot that blindly shoots darts at huge underdogs hoping for the best. Yeah, I had Ehor and, and Cody. And, yeah, it's fucking definitely shots of the oh, dark. They both didn't win. Yeah. That Ehor bet. Yeah. Yeah, Ehor it was a bet paid it was a out. Yeah, it was a terrible pick. Yeah. The Ehor bet paid out? Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, I assume you have bets on Carlos Hernandez? I will, yeah. It's probably going to get wider. I mean, it was open at 650. I might as well. It's probably going to be 600 again, 650 or 700 by yeah. the time the week's over. Yeah, it's Typically how those things go, right? You can have him in your DraftKings lineup at $6,800? Probably. He'll get some takedowns. He'll offensive wrestle. We've seen Tatsuro get... You can take Tatsuro down. You've seen yeah. him getting taken down as well. You've seen him on his back. 60%. Oh, listen. I, no, I, I'm giving you a hard time. I do not think Carlos Hernandez wins this fight. I'm just giving you a hard time, obviously. I do think that was not a clean win from Tatsuro last night or last time. But he did... 
deal with some adversity. And that was nice to see. We don't see that very often. That was nice to see. And I believe in him even more. I trust him. I think he absolutely gets this done. I see what you're saying. Carlos is tough. He's going to be there. He's going to throw up He's wild dog, flying man. shit. But He's a dog, dude. I don't think it's going to matter. Bon, I mean, uh, Bondar, because I came in and I, I said that Bondar was going to was gonna smoke him. I thought he was going to be able, just like you said, just get the offense. And he didn't really try to wrestle until late. And when he was able to wrestle, he was able to get the takedowns. But the sense of urgency of Carlos to immediately get back to his feet, understand it was a close fight. And then that, fuck, and that slam with those elbows too, man. This dude's a, he's a tough little dude, man. I like Carlos. Yeah, I don't think I, – I, I agree with every single thing you're saying. I just don't think it's going to matter. He gets taken down. Tatsuro Tyra is going to take him down. His offensive wrestling is not very good, and Tatsuro Tyra has, you know, going to stuff whatever takedown comes his way, get his own takedowns, ride out a decision. I do not think he's going to submit him. I don't – I wouldn't go hunting for value if you're on the Tatsuro side. I wouldn't go looking for Tatsuro by submission or anything like that. I, I think it probably is a decision. And I wouldn't even do Tatsuro by decision because it could go any which way. But I do think he wins. Jacob is squarely on the other side. You might as well just do a plus three and a half then and get yourself uh, a little bit of a safety net. He's a dog. He could win a round. I just We're did your job aggressive. for you. I think, he can, uh, I think he can finish Tatsuro. We want picks.com. Click become a member. It's only $10 a month. And you can see when Jakey Boy actually does. And he will. He is a man of his word. When he actually does place a bet on Carlos Hernandez. You know what's kind of crazy? Is his plus three and a half and Jamie Malarkey's plus three and a half is the exact same odds. That is crazy. That makes no sense. That it, what's the round line juice that? Because they're basically saying Jamie Malarkey's definitely going to go to the decision, but he won't over, win a Over round. two and a half is minus 240. Yeah, so yeah, they messed up that Jamie line, but we'll talk about that. And the Carlos line is only a one and a half. Nothing makes sense. This world is fake. Everything's a simulation. <laughs> Nothing is real. Next up at UFC Vegas 83, we have Daniel Marcos taking on Carlos Vera. Daniel Marcos also undefeated. Also because we just broke Well, down. let's put, you know, and I don't mean to interrupt, but I think it's important here that we put a little bit more respect on Carlos Vera's name. Why is that? Well, this is... 50-50 Carlos Vera. What does that mean? Uh, Ryan Hall's 50-50 Jiu-Jitsu. He is part of oh, Ryan Hall's 50-50 Jiu-Jitsu team. So this is 50-50 yeah, like Jiu-Jitsu Carlos Vera. So put some respect on his name. And he fights like it, and we're going to talk about it. We got Daniel Marcos undefeated, 15-0. He has eight stoppages taken on Carlos Vera, 11-3. He is 4-1 in his last five officially. But he is coming off a loss on the Ultimate Fighter this last season. But that is just an exhibition fight. Daniel Marcos, this guy's a decent striker. He's got some good power. He's got accuracy. He does a nice job putting together combinations. He'll come forward. He'll throw one-twos. He'll fly him up with flying knees and elbows. Takedown defense is solid at 89%. And he's got eight knockouts, but seven decisions. And I love seeing that because that tells you, okay, this guy can finish he has all those abilities and this guy can go to a full-blown decision and it's not like one of these guys that's like oh he's been to a decision but he loses no no 
He's won seven decisions. He's won eight fights by stoppage. I love to see it. You know he's got cardio. You know he's dangerous. He's coming off the decision win over Davy Grant where despite all the accolades I just gave him, he did not look that good. He seemed pretty low volume in that fight. He's taking on Carlos Vera. Carlos Vera stepping up on short notice. I believe Daniel Marcos is as well, right? Are they both short notice or just Carlos Vera? I don't know, Angelo. All right. Either way, Carlos Vera is just a short, thick guy. He's pretty athletic. He moves pretty well. He's got a loose striking style where there's just constant movement, ton of kicks. Uh, you do your research, and you're going to see there's a little bit of capoeira in there. There's some old-school martial arts in there. Striking is pretty unorthodox and pretty tricky. He is coming out of that Ryan Hall fight camp. He does do a 50, lot of 50 jiu-jitsu. A lot of the, yeah, because 50% of the time it's jujitsu. Oh, say some 50, shit. Yeah, say some shit. And 50, the other 50% of the time it's just a tumbling class with a bunch of people rolling around like idiots on their backs you, with nothing you to offer. You fucking wish that you could Iminari roll. You fucking wish you could. Nobody wishes they could Iminari. You fucking Nobody. wish you could. The issue is once you start rolling, there ain't no stopping mm. you. <laughs> You're like mm. Sonic. Yeah, Angelo's <laughs> fast. <laughs> yeah, fast as hell. Like yeah. Sonic. No, that, anyway, that is, it's called inertia. It's called physics. Once your weight starts rolling, it's going to keep speeding up and it's going to keep on going. Well, Carlos Vera is a jiu-jitsu nerd. So is that whole camp. He's going to be rolling around on his back. Nothing to offer. Be a nerd about it. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. On his feet, he will wing punches. He will be creative. But on the ground, rolling around... Like a nerd, just tumble classing it up like a like a, a baby that hasn't learned how to walk yet. This is very short notice for both of them. I thought Daniel Marcos, I could be wrong. I thought Daniel Marcos might have been on this card, whatever. But Carlos Vera was actually training for a regional fight, not a UFC fight. He was training for a regional fight. And then he got called up here, coming off the ultimate fighter. Uh, Vera can be dangerous. I'm, I'm making fun of him for how he acts on the mat. He can be dangerous both on his feet and on the ground. But he's old. He's slow. On the ground, he gets a little too jujitsu nerdy. I think Daniel Marcos is just going to snipe him, light him up. I don't know if he's going to finish him, but he's certainly going to be 10 times faster, 10 times better striker. 90% takedown defense is going to hold up. That jujitsu nerd nonsense not going to work. Daniel Marcos is the pick. What do you think, Jakey boy? Yeah, as much as I would absolutely love. <laughs> and you know I would absolutely love to pick Carlos Vera to represent 50-50 Jiu-Jitsu and Ryan Hall as my pick, even as my lock of the week. I, I mean, I would absolutely love that. Uh, the issue is, can't do it. <laughs> I can't. Carlos is just not that dude, especially against a guy like Daniel Marcos. And honestly, he might not show up to this fight. People are asking, like, when is Ryan Hall going to fight? He was supposed to fight in, in the fall. When is, when is his next fight? Honestly, Angelo? After this past weekend when we saw two people getting slammed on their head, trying to chase triangles and arm bars, I don't know if Ryan Hall's coming back at this point, dude. I have no, I don't think Ryan Hall's going to come back. After watching people <laughs> get slammed on the head, Carlos Vera might change his mind as well. The uh, you know, Daniel Marcos, I know that Davy Grant fight, he didn't look the best, but that was kind of a weird fight. Davy Grant was had good movement. Neither one of them was able to really find the range of the other person, so it was kind of a sloppy fight. <laughs> 
Carlos Vera is going to be much easier to find in those exchanges. If you're Daniel Marcos, you just keep the range, right? You don't let him even grab you because he's not going to have the, the takedowns. But these guys, as you know, Angela, you're one of these guys. When they just grab people, they will just fall backwards. They will just fall into leg locks. They will just try to do flying weird stuff, anything to get the fight to the ground. So if you're Daniel Marcos, you can't even hang out in like a clinch position because weird things happen when these guys get close to you. I can't let you get close. It's basically like the Chael Sonnen thing is what Daniel Marcos has got to do. Just keep range. He's the way better striker, and he should be able to snipe this guy. And as long as he doesn't follow him to the ground, that's another thing. Even if you hurt him, don't follow him to the ground. I mean, don't. It just there's nothing that's good is going to come on the ground. Just hurt the guy, make him stand up, hurt him again, get him out of there. I'm Daniel Marcos all the way. Yeah, I don't have the uh, odds on the screen here, but Daniel Marcos open at minus 300, currently minus 475. I still think that's okay. What did just, you just say? I said I still think that's okay. What was it? Because I, I was reading a comment. What did you say? I said Marcos opened at minus 300. He is currently minus 475 is what I said. Yeah, he should probably be five or six. Yeah, and he's $9,600 in DraftKings. I think that's probably worth it, but if Vera stays tough and Marcos just ends up in a decision, then he's not going to be anywhere near. He should not be in a decision. With this. Or potentially win by finish. I mean, yeah, Carlos Vera is 36 years old. Wants it to be on the ground. Marcos is dangerous on the feet. Has very good takedown defense. This is not like an easy just come forward and get it to the ground kind of fight. So I think Vera probably going to get lit up here. We're both on the Daniel Marcos side. Do you have any bets on this fight? Yeah, your uh, camera's lagging. You might have to leave and uh, come back. You like lagged out uh, for a second. I should I just be checked good. On, I just checked on YouTube. No, they're complaining in the chat too. So No, I'm good. It happened for like a half a second. Okay. It's because somebody called me and I'm on a MacBook and then my Mac is like, oh, blah, blah, didn't know what to do. I so, think it is good. Everything yeah, but I, we're, yeah. I know it. Who good. called? Was it Glover? No, it was work, which is super annoying. Uh, do you want to take um, that call? I, I do not. Okay. I do not. Um, I asked if you had bets on this fight. Did you answer me? Uh, I do not as of right now. Because there's no props available. I, I don't play the money line, so. Yep, and the money line was locked for parlaying. But as soon as that unlocks, I will probably make something happen with Daniel Marcos. Pretty confident in him, and I think he absolutely gets this done, even though there is a little bit of a short notice aspect here. If you want to unlock those bets as soon as they hit, make sure you go to wewantpicks.com. You click become a member. You become a member for only $10 a month. Then go to the account page and link your Discord to your account. Once you link your Discord to the account, you will get alerts to your phone when we place bets and when we do things, fights like this, last minute, waiting for props to drop. We just had an opponent drop Nascimento's off this card. Maybe they replace Fuck. him. All and Actually, that is how I felt about that. I was pretty confident in him. All of a sudden, they replace Nascimento. You want to get those bets? As soon as we place them, make sure you link your Discord to your account page on Premium. Yeah, what did you think about that uh, GTA trailer? Did you watch it? No, I don't play Grand Theft Auto. Oh, I don't Never play have. Grand Theft Auto. Oh. Yeah, the, the nerd. You're uh, right. Yeah, I'm the nerd. You're right. Uh, I'm I the nerd in Grand this situation. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, you're good. What do you think about that? What do you think about that, that, that awesome 
game that we've been waiting and, and people have been, been playing their whole lives. It's a badass game where you can just shoot and kill everybody. You can just do whatever you want in, in the game. You rob stuff. It's like an awesome game. What do you think about that new trailer that they've been, been building for 10 years, Angelo? Oh, I don't really, I don't really play it. I don't really, I don't really play, I'm not a nerd, I don't really play GTA. I'm just, uh, I'd rather sit and, uh, with my box wine and watch HGTV. <laughs> Jacob plays video games alone in his apartment and then wonders why he's alone in his apartment. But yeah, let's pull the nerd voice out on me. I've had sex at least twice. You saw. At least twice. One of those. They're both like, mine. They look just like me. <laughs> Actually, they don't. Thank God. Well, I think one does, and it's unfortunate. But like that, you realize that's not okay, right? What? <laughs> that your kid looks like you? Like I thought. No, to, to make it thing. sound like I have to make it sound like I have ugly kids. That's just outrageous. No, your youngest does look like you, and some she people she looks exactly like Tiffany. And some and some people would say that's a good thing. There was at least one person who thinks that would be a good thing if somebody looked like you, your wife. I would think maybe not anymore, but at one point. So, so. you think you think? Do you think I have cute kids? Oh my god, they're so cute. <laughs> pervert, fucking pervert. Oh my god, are they absolute cute? They are creep? The abs pervert. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Uncle Jacob isn't allowed to babysit. That's why uh, supervised Saturday nights. That's it. <laughs> yeah, not, 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 girls on the other side of the couch. Not that, girls. Next up at UFC Vegas 83, we have Stephanie Egger taking on Luana Santos. Stephanie Egger, 8-4 and four overall, 3-2 and two in her last five, coming off the quick loss to Irina Alexkiva. Taking on Luana Santos. Six and one in her career, four and one in her last five. She's coming off a successful UFC debut. We have Judoka versus Judoka. Both of these women want to come forward, use their judo to get it to the ground. Stephanie Egger, solid grappler, very heavy judo background. She's got all sorts of accolades and accomplishments, nice trips and takedowns and everything else that comes with judo. Not much volume, though. She's not throwing her hands very often. She's coming forward immediately looking to get it to the ground. She's incredibly inactive on her feet. And if she cannot get the takedown, she does not have much else to offer. But she is coming off that quick loss to Arena Alexkiva, which in her defense was wild that Arena did that. She basically had Arena's back standing up. Arena just went whoop, pulled, standing knee bar, rolled for it. Standing knee bar, rolled for it, got it. Very high risk, but high reward move. Because if I blow out your knee with a knee bar, are you going to be upset? But you say all these things. You don't even know how to do these things. You just say words. How impressed? I'll be honest with you. Or be honest with me. How impressed were you when you watched the live stream? Because Angel watches all my live streams. He's my mm -hmm. biggest fan, honestly. When I called out that, that 10 figure choke, though. Because that was a not there's you don't really see that very often, and for me to immediately recognize that that was a ten finger choke that he was uh, getting uh, Guido with, I mean, I thought that was pretty. I good. don't know if it was a ten finger choke, but just you knowing that name is. is I something. mean, he was right under there, and Clay like abandoned the takedown and was like, "Oh, I gotta address this." Clay knew what was going on, but yeah, it was a uh, he was right there with it. Show me with your hands right now what a ten finger choke looks like. Yeah, it's right. So first. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, good angle. No, I got it. I mean, it's 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 not with an mm -hmm. arm. It's with your hands. You're choking with your hands. It's, you just go like this. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, there was a... I, apparently, you're not allowed to do that, which is like the craziest thing in the world. There was a fight where a, a, somebody was in full mount, and they put their hand, like, just to control the person, like, on their neck. And, of course, it was, like, Chris Ty Lonely. And he's like, don't choke! Don't choke! Don't choke! It's like, they can choke out any way they there's want, a famous, they, can't, <laughs> they can't just there's grab a the famous, and just grab them. There's a famous clip from Joe Rogan talking about it in a fight. He called it a rape choke. Right. Anyway. But Chris Ty Lonely was like, don't choke! Don't choke! It's like... I can elbow in your face and like I could. So if they dug their their forearm in for like a, I mean you could. Well, you you're could not choke your like a, You can like rip too. somebody's esophagus out though. Anyway, mm. anyway, oh, Stephanie Egger, the bad surgeon. No, 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 no. no. We're up. in the middle. In the middle is we're not. Stephanie Egger needs to get it to the ground. High level judo practitioner, but so is Luana Santos. She's a slick grappler. She has nice judo throws as well. She's not nearly as accomplished as Stephanie is, but that is her style. That is the takedowns that she wants to get. She wants to throw. She wants to trip. She wants to do all of those things. And once she gets it to the ground, she's got really good pressure on top. She'll maintain positions. She doesn't have great striking on her feet either, and she does rely heavily on that judo, but she is willing to get into a slug fight. She will stand there. She will swing wide. You did that on purpose. It, it's, a, no, I, it's a word. No, it's a word. Stop, dude, stop. And I'm sticking to it. No, because... I, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, slug fight is a word. Stop. I'm going man. to get into a slug fight. They were in a slug fest. That is past tense, two people. Singular slug fight. Anyway, Luana Santos will hang around for a slug fight. What'd you just do? You humped your chair to prove some weird point? Anyway, this is judo versus judo. One of these women's 35 years old. The other one is 26. One of these women is this willing to slug it out on her feet. The other one averages fewer than two significant strikes per minute. I'm going to go Luana. Younger. Hits harder. Faster. Not the more accomplished grappler. Stephanie Edgar could absolutely ragdoll her, toss her around if Luana Santos allows her to. But if she doesn't, if Luana comes forward, Luana swings, Luana gets the takedowns, then Luana's going to win this fight. I do think Luana... Gets this done. She's going to go ahead and be the pick. I think it's a little bit wide, though. What do you think? Does this scare you at all? Chairmaster. To see this? Not even I a little mean, bit. I mean, look at the... I mean, and just look at the leverage I can get on this and just... Yeah, no, this is terrifying. I think you should be a little bit concerned at, at the minimum. Not at all. I've shown you the 10-finger choke, too. I did it right, correctly, so... <laughs> just self-evaluation okay so when it comes out of this fight honestly they are pretty much the, i mean they're pretty much like the same person stephanie probably is the better like pure judo practitioner but they're both a little bit sloppy in the striking they both get hit they're both i think they're both actually pretty tough but to me this comes down to who is the tougher girl and i found out that luana santos in that last fight versus juliana miller is a really, really tough girl because Juliana Miller was trying to out-tough her, just kind of throw heavy in the pocket, and she was just eating shots, just giving shots, and she did not give a fuck. So, you know, I, I think that everything is kind of a wash. Uh, I think Lu Luana's going to have the pressure, the striking, the toughness, and if she ends up coming in and, and smoking Stephanie Yeager, maybe Juliana Miller's not as bad as we thought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Veronica Hardy last week looked fantastic, right? I mean, she snuck out. She towards late, she started getting a little bullied a little bit, but early on, she looked fantastic. If Luana comes in and smokes smokes Stephanie, I think we might get Juliana Miller for a title shot here next year. 
These are the things coming out of your mouth today? I said I was taking Carlos this serious. Carlos Hernandez wins. Juliana Miller is going to be champ next I said year. I was uh, taking this serious. I'm very... So, Luana Santos is the pick? People are saying they... Whoa. Hold on. People are saying they saw the chair tap. Did you see the, the, the tap? I didn't see I did it. not. They're saying they're seeing a tap. I, there was no tap called, but they're saying they're seeing the tap. Yeah. I guess just the TKO on the chair. Last year you got it pregnant. This year you're beating it. Is that domestic violence? It's happening in the house. There's a big, uh, argu- <laughs> There's a big argument about what domestic violence is because of the Jamal Hill stuff. Because it was like trying to like, it seemed like that headline was trying to Assume the headline he, definitely like, baited people into that he was thinking up his a certain or something. Way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is technically like that is domestic violence because domestic violence is anybody in the house. But when you call it that, there is a certain assumption that goes along with using those words. Not just fist fought his brother, and were they both arrested? Because most states, for any domestic violence call. They're either both arrested or they, I guess it's, it's a mandatory arrest. So they could have just gotten into a fight and shook hands and been done with it, but they literally have to arrest somebody no matter what. Somebody so. called the cops. But I'm saying it might not have been them. It could have been the neighbor. He was only, and he was only charged with the, and it wasn't his brother that pressed charges. It was the prosecution. It was only a misdemeanor. So, well, uh, like so then they must live in a, done. they must live in a state where it's mandatory because they're like in New York, for example, if there's a domestic a call for anything domestic. They have to arrest somebody no matter what. How do you know? We showed up. We have to arrest somebody no matter what. I mean, have you I'm ever a, been in I'm cuffs? I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop if that's where you're going. I've no, never you been ever, in Well, we're not, you can't say that you're a cop, obviously. But um, have you ever been in handcuffs? No. Really? Why would I have been in handcuffs? I don't know. Maybe just a... When you're getting nipples pierced on the Jersey Shore, I mean, it seems like a guy that gets <laughs> thrown in handcuffs every once in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Jesus. Uh, no. Never, never been arrested. I mean, that is... Uh, you're right. That's, that's, not, a, that's, not, a, that's not a I mean, wild the guy leap. that's got his nipples pierced on the Jersey Shore with tribal tattoos and was uh, a wrestler in high school. I mean, that's like the... That's the playbook there. It doesn't get any <laughs> deeper than that. Oh, I'm a tough wrestler with tribal tattoos, nipple, fucking nipple piercings, and I go to the Jersey Shore I mean, and you're hang not, out on the weekends. You're not wrong. If I was you, I would have been those, laying people out left and right. All honestly. those. No, I, no I, we definitely had wild 20s. Did all the things, just didn't get arrested. Ooh. But anyway. Ooh. Never got caught. He said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you have any bets on Luana Santos? I'm taking this podcast serious today, and um, yeah. I don't yeah. as of this moment. I think those wads, uh, th- those wads, I think but, those but, but, odds but, but, but. are a little bit, uh, a little bit wide. Honestly, I think it's a close fight. I, I think this is a really close fight. I think Luana's just gonna dog her a little bit. I don't think it's close, but I do think either one of them could win. Like if Stephanie Edgar starts tossing Luana around, that's it. She's getting tossed around. It is what it is. But if Luana gets this to the ground, then Stephanie's in a ton of trouble. So I don't. I don't think it's close. But I, either one of these women could win, no problem. So we're well. kind of saying the same thing. <laughs> That's not close. That's not a close fight. A close fight is a back and forth fight that ends up in a split decision. Just, That's a I close just wish fight. At one point, at one point, my my idiot. my wish for 2024 is that at some point you break down a fight and have some sort of conviction. Some sort of conviction, something like I know. This <laughs> it's is- pretty. I had a good amount of conviction on what's his name, 
A what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also picked Veronica Hardy, though. I was pretty positive she was going to win. So. And she, I thought she lost and, that fight. And Drakkar Close all over him. So there's some conviction. He came out the young Dolph, and we knew that was over. You like young Dolph? I don't know. Dude, you saw. You saw my life. I can't even do this. You see the sweatshirt. Animals. I mean, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. on this fucking hoodie? It's like a wilderness know, hoodie or something. It is the most comfortable piece of clothing I own. And anyway. I got, and I got all Midwest chopping, so baby. Just, Isaac Dolgarian. Isaac goes to Factory X. Cody Brundage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway. Sore subject. $7,600 for Stephanie Egger. If you think she gets the judo going, then she's absolutely got to be in your lineup. 8600 for Luana Santos. It seems like a lot of money, but all of a sudden she slugs it out on her feet, gets a toss in there, gets it to the grid. Like, all of a sudden she can be worth that money. This, while they're very wide price points, this may be a pick your side. You probably need exposure to both of them. When did you take that? When did you take that picture? I mean, that that looks exactly like you. That doesn't look anything like me. We want picks.com. Click become a member. It is only $10 a month. Next okay, up. We get it. Next up. <laughs> switch slides. Switch, switch slides are way good. Next up. Next up. We've got Steve Garcia versus Milky Costa. Is that how that you're saying that's how he talks? Aussie accent. Can you do an Aussie accent? Oi. I throw some shrimp on the <laughs> fucking barbie, you wanker. Next up, at UFC Vegas 83, we have a rebooked Steve Garcia taking on Milk, not Milky, Milk Costa. Steve Garcia 14 and 5 overall. Three and two in his last five, coming off back-to-back knockout wins, taking on Melk Costa, 20 and six overall, three and two in his last five, coming off his first UFC win. This fight was supposed to happen last week. It was canceled before weigh-ins. I didn't know why, but the community pointed me in the right direction. Steve Garcia had an issue, a medical issue. Uh, Apparently, he was hospitalized. Has to be weight cut related. Why else would that have happened? And they went ahead... And um, rebooked it for this week. The odds are wider. Last week, Mel Costa was like minus 210. Then he opened that minus 250. He's already minus 270. And I get it. Steve Garcia was one of the more live dogs last week. I loved him. I didn't pick him to win necessarily, but I knew he was a live dog. I said, you should have some exposure in your DraftKings lineup, all of those things. But now we've got medical issues. Rebooked a week later. Uh, I don't know what those medical issues were, but he was in the hospital a, a week ago, and now he has to cut all that weight and do it all over again just seven days later. Doesn't seem like a normal, normal timeline. But anyway, Steve Garcia is insanely tough. He's actually a very good grappler. He's going to come forward. He's going to bomb away in the feet, get some takedowns, and then bomb away down there. Boxing is decent. Takedowns are decent. He's all heart, all dog. He's going to come forward. He's going to bang away. He's going to make some stuff happen. Stay in your face. Absolutely a dog. Yes, the fight is at 155 pounds instead of 145 pounds, but he still has to cut weight. He doesn't walk around at 155 pounds. He's still going to have to cut weight. Some people, when they lose weight, they don't just immediately put it back on. (laughs) He's taking any... I'm sure he got an IV in the hospital. Like, Anyway, Melk Costa, 
20 and 6 overall. He's a well-rounded guy. He's got creative striking, solid grappling, and I would argue he uses grappling too much. His striking looks fantastic. He's got accuracy. He's got some power in there. He'll mix things up. He'll take some chances. He'll spin around. He'll do all of those things. And while having success striking, he'll go to his grappling. I don't know why he does it. He doesn't need to do it. But he is a very slick fighter who can be dangerous on his feet or on the ground or can go to a full decision. He looked incredible in his last fight against Austin Lingo. I mentioned this when I broke this down last time. I think that Steve's aggression is going to work against him. The guy likes to come forward, stay in your face, pound away, swing wild. And Mel Costa has great counter striking. He was baiting Austin Lingo. He'll back up, he'll back up, he'll plant, he'll throw. I think that's what's going to happen here. I am more confident in Mel Costa now than I was last week. Last week, I thought Steve Garcia was going to be a great dog, all these things. But a hospital visit, a rebook, those things don't bode well for somebody who's about to get into a fist fight. So a little less... Uh, optimistic about Steve Garcia's dogness, but he is tough. He does have some power. What do you think, Jakey Boy? I just thought about this because you mentioned like the hospitalization and like people like (laughs) and people like maybe not getting cleared to fight and is it good to fight after you've been hospitalized (laughs) and stuff and um, I just, it just dawned on me that I don't know if you've had an athletic event since your diabetes diagnosis or diagnosis. I've never been diagnosed. I do not have the babies, I haven't been diagnosed with. The babies, I have no babies systems, symptoms. These what's are just your, false narratives what's from Jakey Boombaloots. What's your blood sugar at right now? Do you have the thing with you? Let's take it. We should every... Uh, isn't, it, isn't it right here? Can we just do the fights and on, do the uh, bullshit between the fights? Honestly, the every, I think the every fights, week please. we should have like randomly, we'll be like, bop, 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 and it's like every, the whole chat, like, guess Angelo's <laughs> blood sugar. And then we see what your blood sugar is and closest one gets like 50 bucks or something. I think it'd be a lot of fun. You know what I saw a streamer do that I think no, that would you, do be me, real No, do cool. me a favor. Listen, I'm all for the bullshit. We have to do it between the fights. We can't do it mid-breakdown. That fucks the whole flow. There's a flow. Yes, you, sometimes people need to hear what's happening. For fuck's sake. I think that, um, yeah, so Steve Garcia is like, he's, he's tough. He's tough, and he hits hard. And uh, and Melk is, is probably the better fighter of the two. Uh, the thing I worry about the most is Jesus the thing Christ. I worry about the most is is Melt getting into a um, a fist fight, like getting it. I mean, I know it's a fight, but getting into like a <laughs> getting baited into a, <laughs> getting baited into a brawl. Because um, Steve's gonna have some real power, and he definitely can knock out anybody. And um, but I think Milk Milk is gonna be able to keep the distance. Maybe mix a grappling or two. And then as the fight goes on, it should favor a guy like Milk. So I get the odds, and I'm I'm, I'm on uh, – I'm picking Costa. Okay, good. And you're more confident in Costa now than you know. were last week? I don't, I don't know. Okay. All right. Guys, when you leave nasty comments – What's he doing? What's this, what's this guy doing? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs>
what is going on? No, I can't hear you. I can read your lips, but I can't hear you. <laughs> can't hear you, Angelo. What'd you do, buddy? <laughs> We're gonna have to do. <laughs> We're gonna have to do. All right, now you can hear me. I don't. I literally my computer. Oh my I, god! What an absolute joke. This is a disaster. Can we like? I'm stop trying to. This? I told you I'm being serious. This is insane. Anyway, I don't even know what I was saying. Other than, I, oh, I said, are you more confident in milk this week than you were last answered. week because of the hospitalization and that stuff? It would be the hospitalization matters or no? I don't think uh, it is what it is. Somebody's going to win, probably. Wow. Okay. All class from Jakey Boy. Damn, you're like in a shitty um, mood now. Holy shit, I can see it in your face. Did no, you think I was my computer with you or just something? messed up. Uh, no, I knew my headphones gave out. I thought the microphone was okay. Oh, now you're laggy again. Does somebody just keep calling you over and over? No, uh, a program on my computer just updated right now. All right, let's just be normal about this, Jesus Jacob. Christ. For shit's sake. Just like the stream, man, before you leave, because I know a lot of people are about to leave. Don't die. It's like, not even worth like. It's not like even stream. worth liking. This is a It's not worth it. This is a disaster. This is all you too, man. I, um, I mean, I try to do what I can to carry this show, but you make no, it hard I, sometimes. I, that is true. That is true. You I will say, I mentioned several times I am more confident now in uh, milk than I was last week. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't have action on it yet. Like you said, we don't have prop bets for these two new fights. As soon as we get prop bets, I may make something happen. That hospitalization matters a lot to me as far as my analysis goes. So I'm probably going to make something happen. Are you going to put some money up when you see the uh, the prop when, strap? When's the last time? When's the last time you were hospitalized? <laughs> there's so much. Yeah, I there's so much going on right right in front of me right now. It's insane. Oh, uh, it just makes me want to just fucking tank this whole thing, man. Because I can yeah. tell anytime you're you're getting flustered, I just want to just break your ass. I told you work called me before. That's what gave out my microphones, and then now I'm getting all these texts about an issue. And it's just like, you know. Well, let's hurry up. If you stop fucking dilly down, we could already been done. This is an 11-fight card. What are you doing? Come on. Let's get to the next one. Next up. At UFC Vegas 83, we have Hyung Sung Park taking on Shannon Ross. Hyung Sung Park is 8-0. He's undefeated in his career with seven finishes. He's taking on Shannon Ross, 13-8 overall, 1-4 in his last five. He is looking for his first UFC win. Park is a very slick grappler. He's going to come forward. One single game plan. He's going to plot forward, look for an opening, try to get it to the ground. He is a finisher. He'll snatch things up if he has the opportunity. He is patient on his feet, but he's not really like being patient to find the perfect strikes. He's being patient to uh, look for the opening to take his shot to try to get it to the ground. He can be uncomfortable on his feet. The more tape you watch, you'll see he turns his head, backs up, all those things. And he's coming off the late submission win where he was knocked down and only went one for three in takedown attempts. So he really needed that submission to get it done. Take it on Shannon Ross. I know you're very quickly going to judge him. One and four in his last five. He's riding a couple of finish, third straight finish loss in a row. Like there's a lot going on there. But with that being said, I think Shannon Ross is a little bit better than his last five. 
He is a wrestler primarily. He does get sucked into back and forth firefights. That can be a problem. He's a little bit chinny, but he comes forward. He puts on volume. He shoots takedowns. He's a busy guy. He fights hard. And yes, he does get finished, but he's explosive. He's dangerous and he is tough. Whether his chin holds up, things like that is different, but he is tough. For all of those things, I don't think Hyung Sung Park should be minus 500. I think Shannon Ross could get in his face, get some takedowns, give him a little bit of a hard time. Hyung Sung Park is still going to be the pick. I think he is skill for skill better in aspects that matter. I think his grappling is just straight up better. If he can get it to the ground, he's going to have a big advantage. But if Shannon Ross shoots first or Shannon Ross stays in his face, holds him against the cage, beats him up a little bit, avoids getting, you know, Shannon Ross could have some success. I don't think he should be minus 500, but I do think he wins this fight. Um, but he's going to need to get it to the ground early, or I think he could have a pretty long night. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Yeah, I, no disrespect too much to Shannon Ross, but, it, I mean, he is who he is. He's a 12-8 he's a and eight fighter coming off of three straight knockout losses. The last guy he lost to was a kind of a jiu-jitsu nerd that just kind of threw telegraphed overhand rights and got the first knockout of his career against Shannon Ross. I mean, this is... This was put together. This was supposed to be in Shanghai, right? This was put together to have the the young Asian kid in Asia come in and smoke this guy to show off the new prospect for the audience, for the crowd, for the fans, and that's exactly what this is. I mean, this, to me, is a lamb to slaughter. Uh, Park is going to be able to do whatever he wants in there. If he wants to mix in the wrestling, he, he can, but I it's, this is like one of those situations where it's like, you know, Shannon Ross isn't he, he's not like he's like he's a pussy right he's gonna come forward he's not he's not gonna be scared in there but he's probably gonna come forward and if you're park you just kind of wait your time throw that right hand right down the pipe and when he hit his chin you're gonna knock him out so this should be pretty cut and dry I am park all the way against Shannon Ross you don't see and I'm not trying to start a fight you don't see where Shannon could give him a little bit of a hard time stay in his face not get taken down be an issue like you think park is that I think park is slick but soft Listen, Park, if you listen to this, um, I don't think that at all. And by the way, what's up, Carlos? They say Carlos is watching. Carlos, you're my dude this week, man. Big fan. I think you get it done. This guy up here thinks you're fucking trash. Thinks you're terrible. Think you have no chance in the world. But me, I'm your boy, man. Let's do this, Carlos. Go ahead. Finish this fight. I already finished it. And you, I asked you a question that you didn't answer. On. I yeah, said, you, no, you said, do you think, do I think Park, Park is soft? I said, no, it's not fucking soft. No, you just transitioned to the Carlos thing. Anyway, well, I think Park can be soft, and I think we're going to find out. Yes, he did survive that last fight, but he was dropped. A couple sloppy takedown attempts. He got it there, and he ended up getting the submission. So we'll see what happens. I, I think Park wins. I don't think he should be minus 500 in this matchup. $9,500 in DraftKings. Th there's the conundrum, because if he does win, he'll score a ton of points. Shannon Ross has shown us that he gets finished. And Hong Sung Park will get it to the ground, submit him, and uh, get it done there, which will be worth those points. You're going to spend the $9,500 in your DraftKings lineup? I think he's definitely going to find a finish at some point. All right. I'm not going to argue with that. I don't necessarily full. I mean, we picked the same person. I just think Shannon's better than his recent record. and He can stay in Park's face, be tough, make something happen. If you want to check out any bets that we have on this fight or others, if you want to check out the DraftKings Optimizer, if you want to check out the Safety Parlay, which hits at a 70% rate, if you want to check out all of these things and more, just go to wewantpicks.com, click Become a Member. It is only $10 a month. And not only do we have this card, 
We also have UFC 296. And then we are not everybody else. There are no breaks. You will get premium bets, picks, insight, and more for every single event, even on the weeks off. We want picks.com. Click become a member. Next up, at UFC Vegas 83, we have Kanan Song taking on Kevin and Jose. This is an interesting card uh, or an interesting fight. I know there's some people in the Discord talking about Kanan Song, free money. And then I went on my rant about how free money is such a stupid saying. But free money, Kanan Song, I completely disagree, and I'll tell you why. Kanan Song, 21-7 overall, 3-2 in his last five, coming off the upset win over Rolando Bedoya. He's taking on Kevin Jusset, 9-2 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He is riding a four-fight win streak. Kanan Song, as we know, insanely powerful striker. He will come forward. He will bomb. He did it to Ian Gary, and he would have finished Ian Gary if Kanan Song had better fight IQ. If he didn't start grappling for some weird reason while he had Ian Gary 85% unconscious, he would have finished Ian Gary. When was and that? And then Ian Gary's wife would have left him, and it would have been a whole thing. But When was that? Hold on. No, we're, no, no, no. You're not taking us down some Amanda Hebas path. You are not no, when was, taking oh, us that was down. Oh, that was at 285. So I actually went to um, – that was at 285. Yeah, so I actually watched Song Kanan. I watched that, that, that fight you were talking about, the Ian Gary fight. Where he dropped them and stuff, I was at, I was at that fight, and while I was there, I actually met uh, Amanda Hebas at UFC 285. It was a, it was a fun moment, and when that happened, when he got dropped, I mean my heart sank, man. I, I had money, yeah, I had him in parlays, Ian Gary, um, but yeah, go ahead. Great. So uh, the issue with that moment was, yes, we saw his insane power. We also saw the low fight IQ. He decided to grapple when he should have just kept pounding away, and then Ian. To his credit, put himself together, came back out in the next round and got it done. Point being, Sanan Kong, Song Kanan is a very dangerous guy. Of course, he'll be dangerous until he's unconscious, right? He keeps that power late. He continues to throw. But he doesn't have very clean technique. He can be beat if you pressure him. If you take away this distance, he can be beat. Kevin Gisette is a stocky striker. He will sort of come forward patiently stalking you, land those punches, low hands, low volume. When he does close that distance, he's going to work you to the cage for control and then get you to the ground. He is physically imposes. He uses that size. He uses that strength, and he will just sort of push you around, bully you, make stuff happen. His striking is slow, but he's very big for that weight class, and like I said, he can slow the energy down, and he uses his size to his advantage. I think he's going to come forward. I think he'll avoid whatever big power comes his way early. He'll take that away with the distance, pick up Kanan, slam him to the ground, trip him, holding his cage, do all those things. Kevin Gisette should win. I'm very confident in him to win. I think Ooh. minus 155 is some of the better value you're going to get on this card. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Pacers, Buddy Heald just hit a three. Pacers are up oh, seven Jesus with 50 Christ. seconds to go in the first round of the in-season tournament. They're going to beat the Celtics, baby. We're going to win it all. Don't get it on his ass. Let's go, Pacers, baby. Woo! The crowd's going crazy. We're going to win it all the way. The most prestigious award in all this the sports is, is going to be Nobody won. cares, They do man. care. Holy shit. Let's go, Pacers, baby. Nobody cares. They do Nobody. care. Oh, they care. Uh, let's get back to the fights, though, Angelo, if you stop no. interrupting me. Uh, I, Kevin Jusay in this matchup. Kevin was a guy that I was very highly against in his last matchup. And honestly, 
I, I hate to keep bringing it back to the Zach Reese thing, but I saw in Zach Reese what I saw <laughs> in Kevin Jusset, and that is, I, I, are we gonna? Are you gonna keep interrupting? You're gonna let me fucking talk so we can finish this. Mm. I would love if you. I'm, I'm done with you, so I would love if you would hurry up and finish. Okay. And it's the way that when you watch him on film, he's just like this tall guy, like Zach Reese, but in a very like, kind of straight up and down striker. And it felt to me like his striking was going to be a little bit too sloppy in his last matchup against a uh, kind of a, a power combat compact boxer. And I thought that he would be able to find the chin eventually. But as I watched that fight, I realized that uh, while he looks kind of stiff in the way he strikes, he's actually pretty elusive in his defense, and he's really good with his counters and his lead jab as well. And I think that his boxing is going to be way too much for Song Kanan. And as you mentioned as well, if he, the boxing doesn't work, if he's getting touched and there's a clinch situation, he is known for his judo air, whatever his name, air set, and uh, he can use that as well. So I'm, I'm actually pretty high on Kevin Jusset. I think it's one of the better values on the car. A lot of these favorites are starting to get outpriced a little bit. You mentioned Tatsuro, Song Yudong a little bit. I mean, those are minus 350, minus 400 favorites are probably going to keep getting wider. I think this Jusset play is a, is a very interesting line at, at minus 155, minus 160, whatever it is, because I think he should be better everywhere. And he saw it as he showed in his last fight that he was able to avoid the big power. Um, and that's kind of really all Song's got home for him is trying to find that shot. Well, and he's very physically imposing. I mean, 6'2 at welterweight is big. He uses that size, that strength. He moves you around, picks you up, does all those things. So we are on the same side of this. I think he is the best value on this card. Minus 155, solid. 8,500 in DraftKings, solid. He opened as a minus 225 favorite, and that tightened. And I think people just see, yes, Song's got power. He did just beat Rolando Bedoya, where he was an underdog. He, he was not supposed to win that fight. He did win that fight. Stayed tough. Continued to do stuff. Super close fight. He did showcase that power, though. We're both on the Kevin Jusset side. We also both have money on him. We both have bets on Kevin. We both you oh, have wow. bets on Kevin, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder where you get that idea. I placed my bets literally two days before you, but sure. WeWantPicks.com. Click 10 bucks. Click Become a Member. It is $10.00. A month, and you're going to unlock everything, including... Oh, you want a parlay. Okay. Even better. Even better value. WeWantPicks.com. Click Become a Member. It is only $10 a month. I also think $8,500 in DraftKings is a great, great value spot. And you see. Next up. At UFC Vegas 83, we have Jung Young Park taking on Andre Mooney's. Jung Young Park, 17 and 5 overall, 3 and 2, sorry, 4 and 1 in his last five, riding a three fight submission win streak. He's taking on phenomenal grappler Andre Mooney's, 23 and 6 overall, 3 and 2 in his last five, riding a two fight stoppage skid. Andre Mooney's, just two years ago, was a big-time prospect. He was a BJJ assassin, getting stuff done, phenomenal grappling. Everybody knew that. And then all of a sudden, he had some good hands. Whoa, look, he's got decent hands, good power in his hands. He can strike. He's not a full-blown BJJ nerd. He'll shoot actual wrestling takedowns. He has phenomenal BJJ in the ground. And then he started to move up the ranks. He fought tougher competition, and he got blown out. Brendan Allen absolutely smoked him. Paul Craig absolutely smoked him. I could see Brendan Allen beating him. Brendan Allen should have beat him. Young, also a good grappler, good striking, good rest, all those things. Paul Craig should not have beaten him, right? Paul Craig, grappling, 
not great striking, just sort of like losing to a phenomenal grappler is exactly, exactly what was supposed to happen in that fight. But instead, Andre Muniz got pushed, got moved around a little bit, and <laughs> folded. Bit of a quitter, two fights, bit of a quitter, breaks under the pressure. But skill-wise, phenomenal grappling. His striking actually looks pretty good, and he does have some sneaky power in there. He just seems to be breaking. He seems like the kind of guy that hit a rhythm late. Like, let's, how old is he? He's only 32. He seems like the type of guy that started late, hit a rhythm late, and now he's like 38, 39, got knocked out, submitted, and he's done. Steep fall off. Like a Benil Dariush, significantly older than they actually look or are. That's what feels like what's going on with Andre Muniz. It's going to be a fall, a far fall from the top. And he's taking on Jun Young Park. This guy's going to come forward. He's, nothing about him is amazing. He's not incredible anywhere. He's not unbelievably slick at one thing, but he's a grinder. He's got a good jab. He's got good cage control, decent setups, decent takedowns. He's not very dangerous. Yes, he did just win three fights in a row by submission, but he's not very dangerous. But he's going to come forward, work you against the cage, drag you to the ground, beat you up, stay busy, not quit, stay in your face, do all those things. Just good old-fashioned grit, toughness, and just you know a well-rounded enough set of skills to get him through fights. And I think he wins this fight. Yeah, I think he's going to come forward. He's going to grind on Andre. He's going to get him down. And that's it. Andre's not going to have power that Park hasn't seen. Andre's not going to have jujitsu that Park hasn't seen. Especially now that we know Andre Muniz is the epitome of... Everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the face. That is, he's the epitome of that. He's on the ground. He's on the he's on his back where he wants to be. He gets hit in the face. Everything goes out the window. So, Jun Young Park should win. He should grind forward, get it done. But this matchup, just a year and a half ago, Andre Muniz would have been a three to one favorite. And it's just so crazy to watch that fall from grace. What do you think, Jakey boy? Uh, yeah, the, uh, if you want to go back to that last graphic there, the, uh, Brazilian Jung Young Park and then the, uh, Korean Andre Muniz, um, Jesus Christ, you know, I tried and like I said, I, I do as much as I can to try and carry this podcast and, <laughs> and put us in the right position, but you lead a horse to water and sometimes a horse just fucking won't stop eating and won't, won't, won't. <laughs> I was like, I was like, where's he, how's he going to call me fat this fast? <laughs> Sometimes a horse won't stop eating and will refuse to drink. No, um, but you, you're kind of a fish as well. I mean, you just kind of, you kind of max out everything you can get in there. I mean, you're, like you're the, the competitive eaters are jumping up and down and stuff, every little crack and crevice. Do you know the people that fill up their car and they'll push their car back and forth to fill up the gas with all the air pockets just to really maximize that? that tank that you got. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm not, ne I'm never going to pick against Jun Young Park again. He is one of those that I have labeled as never going to pick against until I see him lose because this all started with the Joseph Holmes fight. I, I'm sure you remember the Joseph Holmes fight. He was about to fight Joseph Holmes. And I said, I think both these guys suck. Joseph Holmes did not like that. I mean, he he told me that he was going to beat my ass and he was talking a lot of shit. <laughs> and then he ended up getting finished by Jun Young Park. So I appreciate Jun Young Park for doing my dirty work for me. And then he came against Dennis Tolulin. Dennis Tolulin's not the, the best guy in the world, right? But he made it look easy. And I think I even picked him against him at, uh, with Dennis Tolulin because I thought, oh, Jun Young Park is just kind of a very 
average guy to me it, leading up to these fights what i thought then he fights albert durayev and i'm like oh durayev's gonna smoke this guy because jinyan park is not a dangerous guy on the hands i didn't think he was that dangerous in the grappling in the wrestling and then he comes in against durayev and just uh, made that look easy as well jinyan park is one of those guys honestly at this weight class at 185 where there's a lot of weird things that happens at this weight class jinyan park is a guy that's strung four of the four together Honestly, five of six, but Greg Rodriguez is actually a decent loss to have, and he got knocked out. But he's strung four together. If he beats Andre Muniz, this is going to be five. This might be a guy in, in 2000, late 2024, 2025, where we're like, does he deserve a title shot? I mean, this is like one of those weird guys that's just going to be, he's good enough to just kind of be good everywhere and beat these guys that he should beat. And Andre Muniz, you, you nailed it. I mean, I just don't think he is that guy anymore. I think one of those, he's one of those people that, and I think Aljo's going to run into this issue as well. That when you're on top and you're the guy and you're supposed to beat everyone and you have that feeling of kind of invincibility that I'm going to go out and just smoke everyone because I'm this high-level guy and I can do what I want, and then you lose that, I think you lose your edge. And I think Andre Muniz is one of those guys that kind of lost his edge. And Park's going to come in, either stuff a takedown or two if Andre tries to wrestle early, as you mentioned, get his own takedown, and he's just a more well-rounded guy. I, I like Genuine Park in this matchup, and I'm there I'm, – I'm, I'm never picking against that dude again. I mean, he's made me look stupid a number of times, and maybe he doesn't hear when I pick him. But <laughs> I like Park, man. He's a well-rounded dude. He's a cool dude as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's tricky because he's not the more talented fighter here. He's not the better fighter in this matchup. But he's the grittier fighter, the grindier fighter, the dirtier fighter. Like, he is the guy that can come forward, grind out the win, I think he's a better and make fighter. it happen. I think, he's a, better, seen, I think he's a better striker. I think he's a better wrestler. Um, potentially, I don't think he's the better wrestler. Potentially the better, the better striker. But Andre Muniz has some technical. He was Junior Park was ragdolling people. Go watch this. Junior Park was ragdolling Shavkat on the regional scene. People love Shavkat. That dude was ragdolling Shavkat. Well, in the UFC, he only has a fifty percent takedown accuracy, and I've seen him struggle. With takedowns, well, I'm not saying. Say, no, what does it say about Shopkat? Because I we, think I'm I'm fully on board. Shopkat sucks. I think he sucks. Okay, just Jacob just said. Now he's going to get exposed. And how many times have I been wrong when I say people suck? Anytime I say somebody sucks, often. No, often. anytime I say somebody sucks, they always suck. Okay, I, and I can't go through the list, but from this moment on, the only time I've ever been wrong about that it was with Bilal. And Sean Brady was the one that <laughs> exposed. You said that. Sean Brady sucks just last week. No, I didn't. I said his striking sucks. I never said his grappling sucked. <laughs> that was very anyway, clear. Anyway, we're both on the Jun Young Park side. Um, and I guess my point there was he's going to win because he's grittier, he's tougher, he's going to come forward, he's going to do all of those things. While Andre Muniz, very talented, on paper, has all the tools, the skill set, but we've seen him sort of fold under pressure. And Jun Young Park's the exact type of guy that will not fold under pressure and will give you some pressure as well. So... $8,800 in DraftKings. I guess that's worth it if you think he will break Mooney's. You think he breaks Mooney's? I think he's got that opportunity. He's like one of those weird guys that, like I said, he wasn't really a finisher. Now he's kind of turned up the pace, turned up the pressure. Yeah, I, he, he was not a finisher his entire career. And then all of a sudden, three submissions in a row. Now, if you look at it a little closer, it's like, this isn't the best competition ever, but... He's doing to them Ooh. exactly what you're supposed to do. Joseph Holmes not going to like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the threatening to beat the shit out of you is so funny. 
It's like, yeah, you're a dude. You're a six, whatever the hell, professional athlete. Oh, I got the hell. I'll read it real quick. Hold on. Yeah, Jacob. So while he's getting that, he said, as he told you, that he picked John Young Park to beat Joseph Holmes. He said Joseph Holmes sucks. Joseph Holmes, we tweet all the breakdowns out. Joseph Holmes saw that tweet, responded to it, and then Jacob printed that tweet out and put it on a hat. You're not going to so be able to read it, but I'll read it for you. I yeah, did put it on a hat, though. He said, tell your boy Jacob I will beat you up as disrespectful you're being, kiddo. He doesn't need to be on any podcast, not because his opinion, because everyone has one, but the the was he's choosing to talk about people putting their entire lives on the line to do this. He's got a point. I would love to see Joseph Holmes beat your ass, honestly. I would love to see it. Oh, instead, I'll do it on February 9th. Jacob and I are fighting, and I'm on going to beat. On behalf of Joseph Holmes. On <laughs> You're going to have a little patch like he died. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph Holmes patch. He's with me today. Anyway, if you want to unlock all the bets we have here, we want picks.com. Click become a member at the top. It's only $10 a month, but it's not just bets. You're going to get round line leans for every single fight, confidence levels for every single fight. You're going to get seven analysts worth of picks insight bets and you're going to get tools and information we on picks.com click become a member it is only ten dollars a month and we have said this many many times fighters are some of the not all oh. obviously some of the most emotional low confidence people you're going to see more I also and, just... and it might be every sport but the fighters are, are it's much more obvious also what um, well, this week or yesterday too, I got a little Instagram notification. I didn't see it in time, but I saw Joe oh. Pfeiffer sent you a <laughs> message request and I looked and he put me in his story, but then he deleted it. So I don't know what it was, but I assume it was me talking shit about Lindsay <laughs> Philly and, uh, and Sean Brady or something. But the issue is nothing that I said was disproven. I said that they can't strike for shit. Sean Brady was just wrestling the whole time. He's obviously a good grab. I said the whole camp. I literally, I literally should be. Honestly, Sean Brady should be thanking are. me because I said that that can't can't strike. They can't do anything in the striking. They're all going to get knocked out. And what did he do? He finally fucking wrestled. That camp is that's what that camp should be doing this whole time. If Pat Sabatini did that the whole time, he'd still be undefeated. If Sean Brady was doing that, that's what he'd be doing. They that's what they do. They're fucking fantastic wrestlers and grapples. The issue was they thought they could strike. I convinced that camp that they they didn't know how to strike. So Sean Brady came in and wrestled. I think I should get a thank you. There you go. We'll, we'll be waiting. Next up, at UFC Vegas 83, we have Nazrat Hakparast taking on Jamie Malarkey. Go ahead. Feel free to flood the comment section with Jamie and Jacob. Look exactly the same. Hey, Jacob. I can't believe you're fighting our, our, uh, Nazrat. Hey, Jacob. Where are your eyebrows? Hey, Jacob. This looks like uh, Why are you so short? Hey, Jacob. Where's the rest of your dick? Hey, Jacob. Why is your voice so high? Hey, Jacob. How come there's no discernible Adam's apple? Get, get it all out. We get it. Yeah, you Looks too. exactly like Let's see. Can we Jamie see yours, Martin. Angelo? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think so. Let's look at the Adam's apples real quick. <laughs> all I see is... Nazrat Hackpress. Nazrat Hackpress. 15 and 5 overall. This is uh, me versus five, Kelvin. Riding a two-fight win streak. They do look identical. And that Kelvin, Kelvin that showed up... Lock of the week, Kelvin. You'd smoke him. This is me versus Kelvin, shit. I think. Nazareth Hackpress, 15-5 and five overall, 3-2 and two in his last five, riding a two-fight win streak. Taking on Jamie Malarkey. 
17 and six overall, three and two in his last five, coming off a bounce back win over John Mac Desi. This is an interesting fight. I do think these odds are a little bit wide, and I've got a nice little bet on this. I'll tell you about in a second. But overall, Nazrat Hackpress, solid striker, pretty good volume. He's going to come forward, land at six significant strikes per minute. Very good takedown defense as well at 78%. He's got takedown offense, just chilling in his pocket. He doesn't really use it nearly as much as he should. He can push a pace, and when he does, he finds his rhythm and he does really well. When he doesn't push that pace, when he's the one getting pushed and backing up like what Bobby Green did to him, he doesn't have that much success. He is coming off that decision win over short-notice UFC newcomer Landon Quinones, who a lot of people thought he should have blown out and didn't. Taking on Jamie Malarkey. This guy is not great to look at, a bit unfortunate, dealt a pretty bad hand with the um, facial features, the eyebrow situation, the hair color, and uh, all of that. But skill-wise, he's pretty well-rounded. He can wrestle. He's got a little more than two takedowns per fight average. He can strike with two knockouts in his UFC career. Not great everywhere or anywhere, but pretty solid everywhere. Strike, wrestle, cardio. He's pretty tough. Obviously, if his chin doesn't hold up, his chin doesn't hold up. He can't control that. But he's pretty tough. He'll come forward, and he'll actually bring the fight to you. He is primarily a grappler. He started his career as a grappler. He evolved into sort of a busy striker these last couple of years. And he did just get a win over John McDessey, who, yes, is old. But John McDessey is a pretty good technical guy. And Jamie Malarkey sort of gave him everything in that fight. I don't think Nazrat's that good. A few years ago, he was supposed to be like this big prospect. I don't think he's that good. He doesn't use his wrestling as much as he should. We've seen him get outstruck. Like he, I don't think he's that guy. I do think he wins this fight, though. I think he wins this fight because he's going to keep his hands going. He can stay in Jamie's face. I think he can defend the takedowns. He's got that 78% takedown defense. Jamie's takedowns are not that good when he uses them. I do not think he should be a two-to-one favorite. I think those odds are absurd. And I told you in my quick picks video, while the pick is Nazrat, the bet is going to be Jamie Malarkey when the uh, prop bets drop. I was going to bet plus three and a half. That's buying points on the scorecard. So essentially, as long as Jamie Malarkey, if he loses, as long as he loses a 29-28 or better, a split decision, we're good. We get paid. And the odds on that are absolutely phenomenal. If you're a premium member, you saw that bet. Jacob placed it. I placed it because Jacob called me and gave me a heads up. I appreciate you for that. And if you want to check out that bet and the odds on that bet, become a premium member because that might be one of the best bets on this card. Jakey boy, I pick Nazrat. I bet on Jamie. How do you see this fight going? Yeah, I wish you wouldn't jinx that like that. But, I mean, this is a, this is a close fight. I mean, I think this is the odds are a little bit wide on this. The odds tell you that it's going to be a decision fight. And in a decision fight with these two, it seems like it's going to be a back-and-forth affair. I mean, Jamie Malarkey is not a guy. I mean, this guy, I mean, look at this guy. He's not a fucking pussy. I mean, this guy's not a fucking pussy. This guy will get in your face. He's going to grind you. Even if 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 Jamie Malarkey, let's say that he wins his fight easily and he gets rebooked in, in, in February. And let's say he gets rebooked in February against a, a super heavyweight. Somebody, maybe like a, a former sumo wrestler that comes in with his thong bikini and tries to just lay on him and, and, and be fat and just out-wrestle him in February. <laughs> Jamie Malarkey is one of those guys that's tough enough to just absolutely smoke a guy like that. Somebody that is three, four, five times 
as big as him with no discernible skills except for just being big. That's how good Jamie Malarkey is. Um, you know, I think he is the faster striker in this matchup as far as like, like not in the pocket thrown combinations because that's where he kind of like hangs out and he gets in trouble a little bit. But as far as like fighting from the outside and throwing shots down the middle, I think he's fast. He's got a really nice step in jab. But the biggest issue here is, is Nazrat going to correct the leg kicks? Last fight, he was getting eaten alive with the leg kicks and he was able to out-tough that situation. Actually, he showed a lot of toughness in that fight, was able to out-dog and, and win that decision. But... He was getting chewed up. And one of Jamie Malarkey's best strikes is a really heavy calf kick from the outside. He doesn't throw little light calf kicks. He throws really heavy shots. So if Nazrat has not fixed that issue, if he has not corrected that issue, he's going to get chewed up again. I think the power advantage goes to Jamie. I think the... The, the, the wrestling goes to Jamie. I think he, he's going to mix in a takedown or two against a guy like Nazareth, throw him off. Um, and I don't think Nazareth has the power um, to affect a guy like Jamie. Even when Jamie's hurt, he still will kind of dog it out. And people will be like, oh, he got dropped by uh, MacDesi in his last fight. That was more of like a, he got hit and was kind of pushed as well. And he popped right back. He wasn't, I don't think he was ever really hurt at all. So uh, I think Jamie's chin is a little bit underrated i think that's a lot of people give him shit for like he doesn't have a chin he's not very good this dude's good man he's a good boxer good combination he does get hit but when he gets hit he loves it man and he will get in there and brawl and fight i think it's a back and forth fight but i like jamie to uh, mix in a couple takedowns and maybe even find a finish he's a when he lands man he he throws a lot of sh a lot of shit into a lot of his punches man he throws hard sometimes and i think he's gonna land and find a finish yeah i listen i i agree with a lot of that stuff but he doesn't have a chin Jalen Turner knocked him out. Muhammad oh, Jalen, yeah, Jalen Turner. Muhammad <laughs> Naimov knocked him out. Naimov's got fucking wild power as well. John McDessie almost knocked him out. Didn't even come Brad close Riddell to knocking him out. lit him up. I mean, it's, it wasn't it was even Volkanovski knocked him out. I mean, come on, Luke Kudabig knocked him out. Like, let's relax. Like, you just you get onto these net. Let's relax. He can be a good fighter without a great chin. That's an okay thing to. He He's can got be a fine that. chin. It's good-looking shit, yeah. too. Okay. Now, now I hope he gets knocked out. F my bet. Now I hope he gets knocked out to prove a point. What a joke. Oh, my God. What the dog joke. is taking a shit right behind you. I swear. My, he doesn't poop in the house. He's well-trained. He went to school. <laughs> I would I wouldn't. If I just wish, like, if I get, if there's a time machine built, I'm going to go back in time for that moment <laughs> and just try to make it so he does just immediately start taking a shit right after you said that because I would have started dying laughing. Dude, you know what's crazy? We came home. So I, I, uh, the little one, we put him in Can a we, cage. Enough with the side. Can we stay on the fucking fights? I'm tired of you railroading this whole podcast. We put him in a cage, and then uh, Scout just roams the house. He's old, and you know he's pretty. He's an annoying dog, but he's not gonna have an accident or anything like that. I go to the airport to pick up my mother. I come, I come back. We get the girls from school. We come home. It's probably two hour something round trip. In the media room where we watch the fight. Is this gonna be funny or interesting? It's probably going to be neither. In the media room where we watch the fights, we remove the closet. We put in a new like bar area with a couple of shelves. You watch Bob. And I'm going to I'm going to load it up with movie candy. Load it up. You used to come to the old house, we had movie candy, right? That was the thing. We would watch the fights, grab yeah, I'm not really uh, sour I mean, patch. If you, if okay. you look at my Instagram, I'm not really a candy eater. Okay. Uh anyway, I bought literally $100 worth of little movie candies. And I didn't put them on the shelves yet because they just stained the shelves today. So I was letting them dry. I left them on the couch like an idiot. And the dog ate them. Here we go. Wow. The M&Ms. 
And I didn't know he ate them until I was in my office updating this for this stream tonight. And all of a sudden I see the new dog licking something on the floor and I look and it's a pile of like chocolate mush. And I was like, what the fuck? Where did he get this? So then I get him out of here. I clean it all up. And then I'm like, where did he get chocolate? And then I'm like, oh my God, there's boxes of chocolate just sitting upstairs. I go upstairs. There's just holes chewed out of all these boxes of M&Ms. Ate all the chocolate. So Scout ate it all and just threw it all up. You know, if you were on Kill Tony, which is a, already started, I want to wrap this up to get to watching that. Uh -huh. Tony would tell you, you got to cut out the fluff on that. When, when you're telling stories, when you're trying to set stuff up, there was a lot uh -huh. of fluff in there. And you got to cut that stuff out to make it a little bit more entertaining. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. When I look at you, I, I want to cut I just out my eyes. <sighs> Next up, at UFC Vegas 83, we have the co- main event of the evening we have anthony smith stepping up on very short notice to take on khalil roundtree khalil roundtree was supposed to fight last weekend his opponent dropped the ufc said thank god ufc vegas 83 is a dumpster fire we don't have nine fights please move a week so they moved him a week anthony smith said i'll do it i could use the paycheck so we have anthony smith taking on khalil roundtree in the co-main event of a fight night and a fight that wasn't even on the books at all but this is still an interesting fight nonetheless. Anthony Smith, 37 and 18 overall. Former title challenger. Three and two in his last five. He's coming out that controversial win over Ryan Spann. He's taking on Khalil Roundtree. 12 and five overall. Four and one in his last five. Riding a four-fight win streak. And the reason this is interesting because these are both primarily strikers. Anthony Smith, his best days are probably behind him. But he is still an aggressive striker with good hands, good kicks, and good jujitsu. His wrestling's not amazing. He did take down Glover in that grappling match, but his wrestling's not amazing. But he's insanely tough. Insanely tough. This guy will never quit. He's not going to give up. We watched his teeth come out of his mouth. He continued the fight. But he is at a weird point in his career. He's working on his analyst career. He's working on the front of the camera type stuff, not the in the cage type stuff. But he did step up on short notice. We've seen some weird mental lapses. Like when he fought uh, Johnny Walker and he was yelling at him. like you, Lots of weird stuff going on. But he did just beat Ryan Spann. I think he lost that fight. That was a close fight. I think Ryan won that fight. But Anthony Smith was in that with one of the bigger guys in the division. Stayed tough. Had some moments of success. Taking on Khalil Roundtree. This guy's a Muay Thai striker. Tons of power. Insanely fast. He can knock anybody out as long as he's the one coming forward. If you pressure him, you back him up. He's not as dangerous as he is when he's coming forward. Doesn't really have much offensive wrestling. Has exactly zero takedowns in the UFC, but his takedown defense is okay. It's 56% on paper, but if you watch the fights, you watch the scrambles, it's actually pretty solid. He is riding that four-fight win streak, the most recent one being a knockout over former heavyweight Chris Dawkins. I remember about a year and a half ago, two years ago, peak COVID when fights were the only thing on. Khalil Roundtree's like, he was a tricky guy because... You couldn't trust him. He would look amazing, then somehow, you know, screw it up. He'd come out the next fight, be insane. Come out the next fight, look terrible. You couldn't really trust him. But over this last year or so, he has put it together. He's been far more consistent. He comes forward. He's aggressive. He's got that Muay Thai striking. We know he's insanely fast. And uh, Clear Roundtree's not Ryan Spann, meaning, yeah, Ryan Spann's massive, physically imposing, but Ryan Spann's a little bit slower, 
doesn't let his hands go as much as he should. Where Khalil is fast, he's accurate. I think he's going to literally beat Anthony to the punch. I think Khalil Roundtree wins this fight. Minus 240 seems wide when you look at Anthony Smith and his resume and everything that he's done. But I still think Khalil Roundtree is going to get this win. And I'm uh, I'm looking forward to him on a five-fight win streak because he can be a little more dangerous. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Yeah, Anthony Smith just, uh, you know... It's just not that dude anymore. And I think even he recognizes that he's just not that dude anymore. And that's coming from me, who picked Anthony Smith to beat John Jones. I have a lot of respect for Anthony Smith. And as you mentioned, his nickname is what he is, Lionheart. I mean, th- this kid is absolutely tough as shit. Even when he's getting beat on, he doesn't quit on himself. He doesn't give up. Even in that, I mean, you saw that. That was one of the reasons why he won that Ryan Spann fight. Because he was, he was down and out. I mean, he like broke his eye open and was down and kind of covered <laughs> up. But he found a way to just kind of work through it and found a way to kind of out-tough that. And that was kind of a breakthrough for Anthony Smith in that fight to be able to kind of tough that out. But in this matchup, I think it's going to be more of the same. He might come in and he might be able to out-tough and last for 15 minutes. But Khalil, to his credit, you mentioned it, he is improving. And since he's been really locked in at Tiger Muay Thai, you see not only the changes in the way that he fights, the really heavy Muay Thai style and the way that he's been fighting, but every fight he's been more and more more dialed in mentally. Because you said when, when before he would come in and he knew that he had the power and he knew he had the speed, so he's just trying to knock everyone out and he's just throwing these big shots and he found himself in some bad positions because of his overaggression and the way he's just trying to just knock everyone out. He came in in that last fight versus Dawkins. First, a guy that he probably could just swing wild and knock out. And he said, no, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to be ready for 15 minutes. And you saw the way that he approached that fight was much different than fights in the past. That was a guy where you just throw one punch and you're probably going to knock out Chris Dawkins. But... He took his time. He found the shot. He waited for the shot. And if he brings in that same game, that same game plan versus Anthony Smith, I think he can find that shot as well and put Anthony Smith down and uh, and be able to finish this fight. Um, he's got crazy power. He's just got to wait and find that that shot. Anthony Smith too, and Khalil Roundtree too. That Muay Thai, the the leg kicks could be big. Anthony Smith had some real issues. Real bad issues defending leg kicks. Luckily, Ryan Spann, I think they said he threw one leg kick in his last like nine fights, so it didn't he didn't really have to worry about it. But those legs could leg kicks could come back in a bad way in this fight as well. Set up low, go high. Uh, I'm Khalil Roundtree all the way in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm surprised we're both that confident because at first I wasn't that confident. Uh, at first, I um. At first, I was like, oh, Anthony Smith is Anthony Smith. Ooh, Khalil Roundtree is... He's got, he's got a grapple he, if he wants to win this, I think. Yeah, well, and, and then that is why I mentioned that he took down Glover in that grappling match. But, you know, the reality is Khalil Roundtree should be just literally faster, hit harder, do all of those things. Anthony Smith is tough. Khalil Roundtree, as I mentioned, was inconsistent in the past. He seems far more consistent lately. Seems to be uh, doing the right things, make the right changes, really finding his rhythm. So we're both pretty high on him. Uh, $8,900 in DraftKings. The only reason that's a little tricky is Anthony Smith's not the type of guy you're just going to go out there and finish. Right. And people are kind of talking about it in the chat. The, the worst decision Anthony Smith ever made in his life was not taking that DQ win against John Jones. I know yeah. that at the time people were like, oh, that was so you know manly of him to do whatever. <laughs> Who gives a fuck, man? This is about supporting you yeah. and your family and everything. You would have got a rematch, and that was the worst decision he's probably ever made. And he, I wonder if he regrets that. But I don't know if you he asked me a question or not. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Oh, one thing that. I did want to mention oh. too was that fight against Dawkins oh. uh, against Khalil Roundtree was 
I'm glad that we saw it because I think the game plan for Dacus was he was, he wanted to try and wrestle Khalil, and he actually had a pretty good entry on a single leg against Khalil, and that's a big dude that somewhat knows how to wrestle, a former heavyweight that got pretty deep on a single leg, and Khalil defended pretty well. Um, so I, at least I was able to see that before the Anthony Smith fight because I think Anthony needs a, to offensive wrestle and grapple to win this, and I don't think he's gonna be able to. Yeah, no, I. Uh, Angelo I, I looks just... like an unpeeled potato. Any thoughts? What I say? You look like a. You look like a just a a human mold uh, of vanilla pudding. You guys are being quite rude to me. I'm I'm here every week grinding, putting out content weeks before events, building these custom graphics. Go find another channel. Go find a fucking another channel with graphics that isn't just a fucking tapology background. Go find that shit. Tell me I look like a fucking potato because I'm sitting here building these goddamn things. Two graphics for every single fight for you idiots. A fucking potato? Fuck you. Go watch those two losers read a spreadsheet every Sunday. Fucking Muppets. Are you going to spend the $8,900 in DraftKings? I don't think it's worth it because Anthony Smith is too tough to finish. Move on, nerd. Answer the question. Pussy. Next up, at UFC Vegas 83, we have Yadong Song taking on Chris Gutierrez. Yadong Song, 20-7 and seven overall, 4-1 and one in his last five. He's coming off that stoppage win over Ricky Simone. He's taking on Chris Gutierrez, fellow striker. 20 and 4 overall, 4 and 1 in his last five. He's coming off that dominant win over Alatang Haley. This is an interesting fight. Uh, the line sort of, I don't want to say took off and went from 255 to 350. Nothing crazy. But the uh, the line widened a bit, and I get it because Song Yudong is a very technical striker. He moves really well, he hits really hard, he's fast, he's athletic. He's a little bit hittable himself, but. Not outrageously so. He does absorb four significant strikes per minute. He throws everything with power that can leave him open for takedowns, but it doesn't prevent him from doing what he wants to do. He just fought Ricky Simone, one of the more aggressive wrestlers in the division. That didn't stop Yodong from throwing shots, from planting his feet, from trying to make something happen. He wasn't worried. We see a lot of people fight these really good wrestlers that, that are just a little, I don't want to throw because I need to be here to defend the takedown. That wasn't him. He's a young guy. He's 20 and seven. Seven is a lot of losses for a prospect. It just is. But if you go through those seven losses, they're, they're pretty quality. At least the last couple have been quality losses. He's improving at an incredible rate. He's a young guy at 26 years old. He's 26 with 27 fights, main eventing. His second, no, his third main event. Point being, Song Yudong is a very talented, dangerous striker. He can wrestle as well. He is at Team Alpha Male, so you know he's getting those good looks. He's taking on Chris Gutierrez. This guy's also a pretty good kickboxer. He's got great low kicks, good cage control, nice volume at five significant strikes per minute. He wants to light up your legs, remove all of that, and then he'll come start working his way to the top, try to put you out. He does have good takedown defense at 71%. That sort of gives him the freedom to do what he wants to do. Um, but the reality is, I don't think it's going to be enough. 
Yeah, Chris Gutierrez, if he gets those leg kicks going and he really starts pumping those out there and lights up Yudong's legs, we could see something interesting. But the reality is that Song Yudong is going to be faster. He's going to hit harder. He's probably going to be more technically sound. He's going to be more durable. We watched Pedro Munoz outwork Chris Gutierrez. And Song Yudong is faster, hits harder, younger, all the things. I like Song here quite a bit. I think minus 350 is perfectly fine. And I think... He's parlayable. What do you think, Jakey Bumbalutz? Yeah, this is uh, honestly this is uh, an, kind of an unfortunate matchup for Chris Gutierrez because he he is a guy that that can be around in this division. But I, I think when they look back on this, what I think is going to be a loss for Chris Gutierrez, they're not going to be like, oh, look at that line. They're going to be like, oh shit. I mean, he survived for a little bit against Song Yidong because Song Yidong, I mean, he's going to be a future champion if he's not if he's not a, a, doesn't touch a championship at, at one point in his career. I'll be very very surprised because not only is he like really really good already, but he's improving every single fight. He is looking better every single fight. The knock on him before was you, you could take him down, you could control him. Now not only is he defending takedowns, but he is also out wrestling people. He was out wrestling Ricky Simone at times. He's able to use his offensive wrestling. And Chris Gutierrez is a guy that's going to always be good when he has space to be good when he's able to. Control control the pace and control the octagon and, and has somebody in a kickboxing match and he can use those kicks and he has space to use those kicks. That's the fights that he's going to succeed. Song Yudong is not going to give him the space. Song Yudong is a high pressure guy with high volume. He's an athlete. He's got good footwork. He's going to be in this dude's face. The, the only thing that I worry about is if Song Yudong comes in and forces the wrestling and telegraph shots because Chris Gutierrez is slick with those knees, the kicks, those shots. When people are coming in and just shooting telegraph shots, he's going to have something waiting for Song Yudong. So Song Yudong's got to be really careful with pressure. Smart pressure. Don't get too wild on this guy because Chris Gutierrez, I don't think he's going to win this fight, but I think he's going to win a lot of fights. He's a, he's a high-level striker. He knows what he's doing. He's a tough guy as well. Uh, I just think this is kind of a bad matchup for him. He needs that space. He needs to be able to kind of dictate where he is in the octagon. He's going to be back against the fence the whole time and just kind of doing against Pedro Munoz, right? I mean, he was back against the fence, and he was just kind of like, ah, like couldn't really circle out to get that space. He was just kind of like, ah, you know, and I think the same thing happens here, and Song Yudong might be able to find a uh, a power shot late, you know, three, third or fourth round, or if he wrestles, maybe a weird submission. But Chris Gutierrez is a tough dude. Um, if he's able to land a big shot or something, as you mentioned, Song Yudong is hittable. Um, but he's just, Song Yudong should be better pretty much everywhere. Completely agree. It's also his third five-round fight. This is his third main event, third fight that he was prepared for five rounds ready to go. Chris Gutierrez is first doesn't mean anything if this if this fight doesn't get the five rounds but it does mean something with how you train your mental like main eventing a card even if it's sort of an end of year random fight night matters that is something and, and that again, could get to him it could it could uh, give him the jitters he's already a little hesitant sometimes he could be even more hesitant yeah and again this was supposed to be in shanghai the main event they know what they're doing with the matchups when they put Somebody, you know what I mean? I mean, he was. This was put together for Song to to win this fight. I mean, just I mean, this is the way it is. Not saying that it's it's guranteed that way. Oh, it's but a they, fist they, fight. Yeah, and they Chris do, is good. Yeah. So and they do the. But I mean, they do matchups for a reason. The UFC yeah. knows that it's a favorable matchup for Song Yudong. No, and, and I and I do think Song is that guy. Meaning, I do think he's he's not young kid. I mean, he's, he's twenty six cool years old, too, man. Nothing against Chris, but it is a cool dude, man. He's a he's a he's an awesome dude. He'd be a, he'd be a great uh, a great champion. Yeah, well, I don't know if he's champion caliber because he's a little bit hittable, but oh. his striking. Oh Jesus Christ, his striking is 
is there. His striking looks good. And, uh, you know, this should be a nice little couple of solid wins back up. I mean, he lost to Corey Sanhagen, then came back and beat the most aggressive wrestler in the division. It was an incredible comeback fight. Looked good doing it. Out doubled the, the strikes. Yeah, doubled the strikes. And, uh, you know, it was just a great... It was a it was a great win for him, and I think he parlays that to a, a lot of success. Ninety two hundred dollars. The only tricky part th- with that is strikers. It's a lot harder for a striker to be worth that money in DraftKings. I do think Yudon can get there. I think he could potentially drop Chris a few times, maybe even finish him. We also have five rounds to work with instead of th- three, but we're not going to get a lot of five point takedowns or any of that. No I control, think he, um, but has a heartburn, huh? What what happened? It sounds like you were talking like this. <laughs> Just not in the hiccups. I bet that I bet that what it is. What it is. <laughs> I bet that what it is. Stomach's growling, huh? We had barbecue for dinner. It is not growling. Jesus Christ! What was I gonna say? Oh, I think I think Song's gonna mix in a takedown every round. <laughs> I honestly do. I think he's gonna mix in the grappling. Maybe wait till the late rounds just to solidify rounds, just to make sure he's winning rounds. But I think he mixes in a, a, a takedown around at least an attempt. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I think I think he's that good. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the game plan is, how he looks. I do think I'm going to spend the ninety two hundred dollars. Are you going to do that as well? I would assume yes. I think Chris Gutierrez is um, Factory X. Cool. Well, that answered my question. Well, I think that you have. Uh, he is Factory X, which uh, last week was. Uh... Okay. Well, Guys, Cody Brundage is also Factory X, is what I was alluding to. Wow. Okay. And they you, they teach the Donkey Kong Slam, like that's a move in the gym. So they say, get yourself into a triangle. First trip, then get yourself into a triangle, then pick it up. That's the sequence they trained? Sour grapes, Angelo. Guys, don't forget about our $1,000 giveaway. $1,000. This is not a joke. This is not tricky. It is free to enter. Literally, the only thing you need to do, you're watching this right now. Just click subscribe. Like the video and fucking subscribe. What are you doing? I mean, honestly, what are we doing? If you haven't liked the video, what are you doing? And if you haven't subscribed, I don't know what we can prove to you at this point if you haven't subscribed. You sat here and you watched the whole goddamn thing. (laughs) (laughs) All you have to do is click subscribe on two different channels. We have two YouTube channels. We have this one, We Want Picks. Then we have Picks Nation. That is our other channel. That's where the best bets video goes. I had a few comments this week saying, oh, I missed the best bets video. Why did you guys get rid of that? No, it's on the Pix Nation channel. I mean, you were probably better off missing it last week, but it is on the uh, Pix Nation YouTube channel. I had some nice bets. I hit my two out of my three money lines, and that's, that. I mean, that would have. I was all over, I was all over Figgy. I was all over Cody. We, I hit my over one and a half parlay. All right. Anyway, the giveaway is very, very simple. Subscribe to this channel, subscribe to our other channel, Pix Nation, and then comment on the giveaway video. That part you have to do so that we can do the random comment picker. But click two subscribes if we hit 20,000 subscribers on the We Want Picks channel, which we will do. That's a no-brainer. That was going to happen, giveaway or not. But then if we hit 10,000 on Pix Nation, that's going to need a little bit of a push. You're going to have to spend the extra five seconds to go click that button. We get to 10,000 there, I'm giving you $500. If you happen to be a premium member, I'm giving you one thousand dollars real money venmo paypal cash app however you want it just click subscribe twice do a comment costs you nothing to enter 
wewantpicks.com if you do want to become a premium member and double those winnings. And that's going to get you tools, data, metrics, and analytics like this 38-column spreadsheet of everything that you need. It's going to get you the line movement tracker, opening odds, current odds, win probability, and line movement for every single fighter. It's going to get you the DraftKings optimizer. It's going to get you other analysts. MMA Minute has 30,000 on Tiki Taki. Running Mouth MMA, there's three of them giving you picks and bets. You're going to get oh, Artem, I who have... broke down PFL this week. Hold on. And you're going to get the I... pick doctor, who developed an AI picking fights. Oh, and Jacob really wants you to subscribe to him and follow his shit. So do that. WeWantPicks.com. Click Become a Member. It is only $10 a month. And Jacob needs it for a little bit of, uh, I don't know. Confidence, Vaseline, self-esteem, calf implants. You ever use knee Vaseline? extensions? What? Vaseline? You a Vaseline guy or just lotion? Why would you put Vaseline on your body? It doesn't get it like absorbed. Glides pretty well. Okay. 